0: too good. was too good. Wow. It's
1: too
2: good. <laughs> well, talk about first
1: world problems, right?
3: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back, fellow listeners and new listeners. My name is Michael Wong, and I'm one of the co hosts for the Gluten Free Organic Podcast. Today, we have an old friend of ours, Ms. Karen McKibben. Even though she went to our library school, but it's fine. You know, we're okay with her. We, 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 rival. You know, mm. Rival school, in, you know, but as always, with me, Robert Bidin.
1: Hey guys, it's Robert. Um, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Uh, today we're gonna to talk about uh travel and cultural experiences. Um, with us is our good friend Karen. Uh, Karen, you want to tell us about yourself or like what you want people to know about you? Um, anything, anything what, what you want to tell you
3: know, us? You need to tell us what you're drinking. So.
1: Oh, oh
0: yeah, that. sure. Yeah. yeah, hey, I'm Karen, um, from Florida. Went to FSU. Boo. which is okay. Boo. Uh, it's okay. I am drinking um a port wine from Spain. Okay. How does it taste, though? Port wine <laughs> from it Spain.
3: It, yeah. How does it taste? Tell us the
1: truth.
0: Um, it tastes like port wine. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's also white, yeah. which normally I th- I thought it was red.
0: Normally it is red, yeah. yeah. But huh. it's really
1: good. I like it. it's sweet. It's sweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were talking about this before, where I-, I thought port wine was only from Portugal. So it's kind of it's kind of weird that you have some some sort from of Spain. Um, for me, I'm drinking sparkling rosé. Of course, uh, you're drinking rosé, man. It is Saturday. It's a it's a Saturday <laughs> in the middle of summer, right? Uh, it's from this uh. What is, do you guys see this? Maybe I yeah, yeah. can barely see that. Barely see it. It's uh, what is it called? W Donaldson from Sonoma. Okay. Yeah.
3: Hillary would be proud of you. Hillary would be proud of you. Man, I
1: rosé <laughs> all day as well. All right. It's not just Hillary, <laughs> my room, my old roommate. Uh,
3: so I'm alcohol free still. I'm drinking my super strong espresso with oat milk. So can I, can, keep it alcohol free for this a year. So. for the whole year oh
0: yeah hi
3: right. well we'll try until at least at least try my best um i don't know it's just uh i figure, you know what this year is like kind of cancel i might as well supposed to put my body into best shape and try to get my you know get my mental health and just physical shape you know the best possible ability you know since we're indoor right and so i figure, you know what might as well try to strive for that it's easier because I'm I'm not, I'm not traveling as much either
1: so I've never really seen you drink that much anyways Mike <laughs> like even in really? like
3: you have proof at the wineries okay
1: no but like even there like <laughs> it's like pretty pretty like low amounts of alcohol uh consumption on your side
3: well if you can if you if compare to an average person though so it depends
1: what do you mean what's an average person <laughs> I don't even know what an average person drinks
3: Aaron what's your average drink that you drink before you get tipsy? Just wondering,
0: it used to be like five, but now it's more like three.
3: So so how about you, Robert? What is your average drink before you get tipsy?
1: It's always been pretty high. I think it's maybe like five or six.
3: So, so for me, it's always been three, like, e- like easily three. So even, and even in college, I think maybe four or four or five when I was drinking more often. So my tolerance of alcohol was, is always been like. Already no matter what No matter how much I drank It had never gone up So Yeah, yeah. And it's true And don't get me wrong but, I mean After two glass of wine I passed out in the winery every time You notice that So
1: No That's that's a different story Like <laughs> Before we got to the wineries, You were passing out So it's like uh That's a whole different story <laughs> But yeah Like I've never really seen Mike As like a person that like drank uh I've never even I don't think I've seen you like super like, drunk
3: you've seen me drunk Yes you have Karen You have South Florida. No, like it. it just doesn't
1: look like you never really? seem drunk. That's what it is.
3: South Florida. You. You pretty seem pretty drunk. Were you there from a? Yeah. was it? Was it you that one time? Natalie. Who else was there? Um...
1: I think you might have felt drunk, but like nobody else could tell. <laughs> that's that's how that's the like level of drunk that you get. Um, there's other type like other people like they get drunk and they're like stumbling or like they're slurring, but you don't really get that. Well, we'll see. I mean, I mean the, that's good. It's so, just, the, so I, I'm it. not a
3: sloppy drunk for sure. I'm not a sloppy drunk. I'm a type of guy either run away or pass out drunk. So
1: I've never seen you run away. So I've only seen pass out. Correct. <laughs>
3: that, that that happens. That happened only a few times. So let's not talk about it right now. But so how about we you? We have a Karen? lot of other friends that run, <laughs> run away
1: drunks very Dude, easily. Do
3: have a lot of so wait, hang on, Kenneth. Do you think during the quarantine have you drink more or less? Just wondering. More. Really? Like, and, and yeah. I like—is it more often just because you're bored, or is it because like you feel like you you have this al- this alcohol you want to try it out?
0: Because I'm bored. Because <laughs> you're bored. <laughs> 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 so where are you now? Um, well, when I was in Chicago for three months by myself, mm-hmm. I drank a lot then, which is like sounds so crazy. But I was like, I had a grocery store in my basement. So I went there and I just got wine every day. Um, but okay. since I've been at my parents' house, I've been pretty good.
3: So you're in Georgia, right? Middle of nowhere? Is that where you're at?
0: Yeah. I'm like in the middle of Georgia. It's like a town of 11,000 people. 11,000
1: um, people. Wow. Sounds yeah. like dancing all over again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I haven't been out in society for a few weeks now. So I don't know what it's like out there.
1: <laughs> in the wild, you mean?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's okay. I've had a few months of that, so.
3: <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, do you prefer that you're in Georgia right now during this kind of time, or do you prefer to in Chicago? Just wondering.
0: Hmm. I prefer Georgia right now because all the fun things to do in Chicago, I don't really feel comfortable with doing right now. I agree. Because <laughs> there's lots of really excellent restaurants and, you know, bars and places to go, and I'm. Not really sure how careful people are being, so I prefer being out here in the country.
3: Well, that's this too. I mean, plus that helps you your for your love of horses. So I mean, you you're in the farm right now, right? Was a ranch? Yeah. What, do you, what do you guys call the farm or ranch? Just wondering. What's the terminology behind that?
1: Do you guys grow grow anything? Like vegetables. Yeah,
0: they grow lots of things. They grow like tomatoes. They grow watermelons. They grow watermelons. Ooh. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. So it is like a farm.
3: Sh- it is like a farm. yeah. So a farm.
0: Oh, it's only like a little patch of land. It's like hobby farming. It's not. Mm. Nice. a Real farm. It's not real. It's like it's a not- gar-
1: It's like a garden more than a farm.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And they have chickens.
1: Oh, so it's
3: like a legit farm. Okay, so when you have animals, this is a
1: legit farm. All right. I don't <laughs> know. My dad lives in Orlando, and he has chickens in his backyard.
3: Wait, your dad is? is?
1: <laughs> he has he has chickens. He has ducks. Like,
3: what does he get ducks from?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I think he went away for on a trip, and he had to give away his chickens. But then he kept his, or he had to give them all away, and then he only brought back ducks. So he like has ducks in his backyard now.
2: Wait, honestly. No, obviously-
1: I duck mean, eggs. he gets duck it's, eggs
3: and duck then eggs. Yeah, I guess uh, Asian people eat duck eggs all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. that's so cool.
1: Yeah.
3: So, I mean, the same thing with the chicken, right? You only keep the chicken because you want the eggs. So you don't yeah. usually raise chicken to eat chicken. Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So my, yeah. You are the chickens.
3: Is that what you guys do with your chickens? You just get egg, fresh eggs all the time?
1: Oh, I can't hear any of you guys.
0: No, I don't pick the eggs. My mom does.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> she has, like kind a day.
3: So have you had they made you do any labor work? I'm just wondering.
0: How no, they-, they don't make me do anything. I clean <laughs> up after the horses. I like go and I clean out the horses stalls and um, just like clean up the stalls and stuff. All right, it's
3: not too bad. But you hang it's out
1: with that horses a lot, so like that's yeah. Just but like,
3: let me tell you, Karen's you passion for horses goes way back.
1: So Karen, tell us a little bit about that, please.
0: Um. Yeah, I was basically born on a horse.
1: Wait. What? Were you born on a horse? Your <laughs> mom, your mom, your mom <laughs> was on a horse and was like, oh, going into labor.
0: <laughs> no. What? I was the weird girl in school who like obsessed about horses and drew them all the time and like that's all I cared about. Um so my mom had horses um ever since I can remember I've been around them. Mm-hmm. Um every every night after school I would go out to the barn and she has pictures of me taking baths inside the horse trough.
2: Oh. Like <laughs> gross
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the little girl so um yeah just doing my whole life really it's like second nature for me so what what
3: drives you for that passion for horse i'm just curious what what finds you like super cool about it or is it because the way how they look uh it's, i'm just curious like what like for example like for me i i love basketball i'm passionate about basketball but i'm not a pro player <laughs> you know yeah. like, i'm just curious i'm just wondering
0: yeah, I'm not, a am not a pro either. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Horses, I think they're like a very, um, I don't know how to describe this. It. kind of like empathic animal. It's very easy to make a good connection with a horse, just like people make connections with dogs. Yeah. Um, so it's really easy to do that. And it's a lot of fun to go fast, um, and jump over obstacles. Uh, it's just a blast. I don't really know how to describe it. Sorry, it
3: just so it's kinda it's, it's kinda exciting.
2: It's
1: exciting
0: when
3: yeah. you're
1: at doors. Yeah, we have, some, we have some pictures picture, of you jumping yeah. over stuff. Yeah. We have this picture of you jumping over like uh, a truck or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like
0: that.
1: Let me show this picture.
0: Um... Uh, one time when I was a little kid, I got like I used to go on trail rides, and I would like trespass. I'd like jump over gates and like go in places oh. where I shouldn't go. You, and,
3: how? Wait. So you just you just went rogue, completely rogue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would just go. I would have like daydreams where I was like running away from my family, <laughs> and just like took the horse and like would just go off on my own sometimes I would go off on my own and then I'd come back.
3: Did you ever get lost? Just wondering, I'm just curious.
0: No, of course not.
3: Oh, okay. So wait, (laughs) so now, so did did you ever write competitively?
0: Yeah. So
3: uh, how long did you do that for, I'm just curious.
0: Um, I don't know my whole life.
3: Like Like literally your entire childhood to high school.
0: Yeah. I think until, yeah, until college really.
3: Oh,
2: nice. yeah
0: i went to regional championships. i didn't go too far up in the levels but i did go to regional championships two times
3: like what did they uh, judge is how pretty your jumps are or how fast they jump i'm just curious can you tell a little bit more about that i'm just I'm, I'm really i'm fascinated about that i can't even pronounce the word what equestrian is that how you pronounce it
1: Equestrian. that's right that's the first time you got it right i think right
3: i was telling <laughs> last night, Robert. robert i'm going to mention this word five times incorrectly in this podcast
1: <laughs> cheers. <Yeah. laughs> cheers to that
3: you know it's, i'm gonna mention this word incorrectly five times this podcast it's gonna be a meme on me mentioning this word separately you know oh, someone yeah.
1: I, I was gonna put a counter on screen of like how many different ways mike <laughs> said equestrian <laughs> you, have you have to
0: drink every time he says it wrong <laughs> every <laughs> time
1: he says it a different way <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
3: So, so tell us about the competition. Just wondering, like what what made you do in the first place? Obviously, you like writing, obviously, and you wanted to what showcase some skill set. I, I mean, it's, what is the co- what is the concept about? Like the, the, the concept of this?
0: Of competing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to win.
3: Of course, I can see the competitive edge. <laughs> but like, what what did they judge you about? Like, you show how pretty uh, like the horse looked, or say how how high can it jump? Is it obstacle course? Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, it's actually really complicated. Um. So there's different types of classes. There's some called like on just flat um, where you're not jumping. And um, so there's dressage and that kind of looks like the horse is dancing. And that's actually based off of like military. So back in the day, people in the military had to train their horses, how to do very specific moves in battle so that like they could, you know, outmaneuver the enemy, right? Mm. Things like that. So that one's on like technical skill and like how well you actually do the move. Um, and then the other one jumping, there's two different types of classes. There's one that's where it's like form, like how beautiful you go over the jumps. Um, and then the other one is about speed, which is of course how fast you go over the jumps. Um, so did you, yeah. do all the,
3: did you do all of them or did you just do one specifically?
0: No, I did dressage and then I also did hunters, which is the one where it's like how pretty you go over the jumps.
3: Okay. And then how do you usually typically train for that kind of stuff? Obviously that takes time. And then because at the end of the day, it's not just you, it's you controlling the animal, right? Or kind of riding with that because I mean, you have to rec- you probably have to record yourself to see how they jump. Right. And see, okay, wait, how do you correct that? I'm just, my mindset's kind of like mind boggling. Like how do you create a horse to correct? Hey, you need to jump higher and prettier.
0: well so (laughs) yeah i get what you're saying um uh, (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know how you make the horse jump better a lot of it's just natural for them um but you can do exercises with poles so they like lift their legs out better um they gain strength um it you know for the ones that go to the Olympics like those horses have years and years of training from like the top professionals in their field mm-hmm. and i mean it's it's not an easy sport where you can just kind of like pick up and know what you're doing um
3: yeah I mean, it's not a cheap sport either so <laughs> you got to have a horse
1: that's the first thing <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> oh, man <That's-
0: laughs> Cause I don't have enough money to do this on my own. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, like, did it take a lot of time with your, your schedule, like 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, just for you to actually practice those competitions? Um, well,
0: yeah, but I just was out at the barn every day cause I wanted to be out at the barn every okay. day
3: so, so yeah. you just like being with horses in general and does i think that gave you an excuse to hey, do just want i'm going to compete anyway might as well i'm already spending this time with horses
0: yeah yeah and yeah
3: do, and do you think that helped you drive your nat- like your natural like nature competitiveness I'm just wondering like did that feed it yeah.
0: yeah i think so
3: i'm <laughs> curious did you make any rival any rivals
0: any what
3: did you make any rivalry like rivals, kind of rivals? yeah
0: Oh no. Was there another
1: was there another another rider who was like yeah. oh, that Karen I hate yeah. her. I'm going to go <laughs> beat her every day. Yeah. I'm riding to beat Karen. Or
3: well, vice versa, you know. You never
0: know.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'm sure you saw the same people competing all the time though, right?
0: Yeah, we were
3: all friends. Oh, so you were all friends. Did you get So but you guys never trained together?
0: um yeah we did so like where i grew up there's like a horse community and i had a friend that i always like rode with and we just goofed off on the horses and like would play around and like go into the pond and like jump off the horses back into the pond so we were all friends
3: okay so so pretty much you met pretty much you met a lot of your friends through riding horses which is, that kind of got you guys a little bit closer it's the same concept i guess for me like I met most of my friends playing basketball. Like to be honest, though, if I didn't meet Sammy, I wouldn't have met, met never met Robert. And I met that's Sammy true. playing basketball. Oh, Is that's that how, how you guys been? met. <laughs> yeah. I to the Crossing playing basketball. Nobody playing basketball.
1: knows how you guys how how you joined the group. Like nobody so, nobody So knows. I
3: met Sammy <laughs> playing basketball, and then I crashed Sammy's party with a bunch of people, and let's hit Crossing. That's how, and that's how we got to know each other better.
1: Okay, yeah. that makes sense. It makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> So me and Karen met because uh, we started at Merrill Lynch on the same exact day in the same team. So, so it was such a coincidence that we just came like we started on the same day, and then, uh, yeah, rode through when the I'm, trenches there. For uh, the,
3: long, the longest time, when I met Karen Jackson through you, I was like, I'm a like, is she from LSU? Why do you keep, why do you keep thinking she's from LSU? Oh like, my God. <laughs> Mike,
1: Mike, like I introduced you. I introduced you guys. And then, like, I want to say, like six months later, I, I was talking to you and you're like, oh, my friend Karen. And I was like, <laughs> your friend Karen? Like, you, you mean my friend Karen? And you're like, no, 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 my friend Karen. She lives in Chicago. You know, I was, I was like, like,
2: I'm like, wait, I'm like, Mike,
1: I met you. You, <laughs> you met her through me. And she, he's like, you're like, no, no, no. And then, like, Oh, like a like uh, an hour or two later, you're like, oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mike, right. we had a Poyo that's right for lunch, <laughs> I
3: remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on our lunch break, <laughs> <laughs> on Mike and Rob's lunch break.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I know I, I remember. Trust me now, I, I remember vividly that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, I was like, how is this, how is it possible that you think that Karen like is your friend first? Even though we introduced each other. Oh, you know, man. It's
3: one of those moments you tend to forget. Like, for example, like, I, half the people that I, I, that I know today, I don't remember how I met. I, I It could have been at a party, or it could have been out of it, not to be honest. Like, for example, the people on your Facebook that you're friends with today, how many did you really talk to, and do you remember how you met them? You probably All of don't. Them. All
1: I have of them? a thousand friends on Facebook. I <laughs> talk to each of them three minutes a day. That's <laughs> but do you know? Do, do you remember actually meeting each individual in one of them? Um, a lot of them I do. Some people I don't like. Anyone from college, it was all a blur. Like it could have been it's all blurred, right? It could have been anywhere. It could have been at a party. It could have been at like a like a social thing or like a club meeting or something. Yeah. But like a lot of them in college, I don't know. But like if it was like work or. Anything other than college, I I know where I met pretty much everyone. Yeah,
0: because like back then, when you're in college, it's like, oh, let me add you. Let yeah. me add you. it was just let adding add for you. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to be my Facebook friend?
3: <laughs> it's like
1: yeah. when you're like, it's like when you're like a little kid and you're like in the sandbox, and then you're like, oh, this is my friend, and like. Oh, let's be yeah. friends.
3: We have proof here. That this yeah. Is and
1: then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. let's add each other on Facebook. Cause we're, we're, cause we're right next to each other. So let's add each other. That's how it worked. <laughs>
3: uh, and, and I know exactly what you mean. Like, um, but half of the time I'm like, you know what? I went through a phase where, you know, I, I haven't talked to you in a while. See ya. That's it. It's because, oh, really? Well, you, yeah. you
1: unfriend them on Facebook.
3: Yeah. It's quietly. Yeah. Just because wow. I, Either if I don't remember who you are or I don't, I haven't talked to you for like 10 years.
1: Now, I have friends from like middle school who I didn't even talk to them in middle school. Wait, how many um, middle
3: school friends your friends still friends with today? I'm just curious. Or high school, even high school.
0: Oh, me? Oh, all like right. three people. Three? High school? School.
1: Well, well, high school, you know basically all my friends from high school, Mike. That's true. <laughs> or both of you probably do. And then um, I, I, I know a few people, like three or four people from middle school or four people from like elementary school um, yeah and then i have one i have one like i have a couple of family friends that like we we both were like born around the same time so our families just like like got us together and then like so i know i know a bunch of people that uh, from a long time ago
3: don't, don't get me wrong i feel like co- my college friends have been my closest friends ever not, not my high school friends. I mean, I know that that's not the case for some people. I mean, is that the case for you, Karen?
0: Yeah. Well, no, Yesenia, too. But I met Yesenia in Chicago. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> through who? Yeah, through you. <laughs> I, I
0: feel like when I
3: introduce my friends to other friends, they steal my friends. It happens, it's happening right now in LA, by the way, too.
0: <laughs> that's what you just Yeah,
1: so it's just payback for that. (laughs) It's karma. Yeah, it's karma.
3: (laughs) All right. So anyway, so Karen, what are you doing now at work now? Are you working from home or are you guys are you not working at all? I mean sometimes you know, you see you online all the time, you know? Yeah,
0: I'm efficient. I'm working from home.
3: So you're working more efficiently, you're saying?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of things are a lot easier because I I don't socialize as much with my colleagues at home <laughs> as I do in the office. So I get my work done. Really so wait, what do
3: you? Can you tell us? What, you know, what, uh, some people don't know who you are. What do you do? You know, if you can yeah,
0: sure, okay. Um, so I work for the Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago. So basically, it provides liquidity to like community banks in the Wisconsin and Illinois um, states. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was enacted by Congress, I think, through the New Deal way back in the 30s. Um, And it's really just supposed to help community banks kind of like stay afloat and, you know, function, right?
3: Yeah, that makes sense. So like, so your job is almost like a, I guess are are you're like a business analyst or more like a process driven person. Like what's your role exactly?
0: Yeah, I'm a business analyst. So like I'm helping with implementation of an ERP system and then also with a loan accounting system. Um, mm
3: -hmm. So, so that means obviously that's a lot of a lot of like in terms of like backend work are, are, and part of that. But how do you not, like, how, do you not miss the people interaction? Because I think that, re- I feel like that requires a lot of team re- interaction to get things done.
0: Yeah, I miss it a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have FaceTime call every day? I like, mean, oh, not FaceTime call, I guess Zoom calls every day or whatever you guys use. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we use Teams. Oh, use Teams.
3: Uh, Did they make you do the yeah. video?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's great. So you like you wear
3: half dress shirt and then the rest is just pajamas. So you do? Yeah.
0: I do do that. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, I did a presentation the other day um, to some executives. Yeah. And like I I wore like I just like I put makeup on and I wore a shirt and then I wore pajamas on the bottom.
1: <laughs> you ever do that and then you like stand up and you're like oh crap I'm wearing pajamas.
0: Have, have no, just... I've never done that. Have you? Yeah. I did it for
1: an interview once. For my oh, yeah. current job. So, so like, I have, like, this board back here where I can, like, write stuff. Um, but in my old apartment, I had the same type of thing. And so we were going to do, like, a whiteboarding thing. Like, uh, we were, like, doing an interview, but also, like, oh, we could do a whiteboarding session. And I was, like, oh, yeah, I could always just – and I, like, like, stood up to, like, write. And I was, like, oh, crap, I'm wearing, like uh, – I think I was wearing, like, sweatpants, <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants. but, it, like, my t- like I just had, like, a, uh, I did have a polo on, I think. I had a polo and a sweatpants on. So it was...
0: <laughs> They're probably wearing the same thing.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it looked like I was, uh.
3: what did it call you out on no, no, it, first of all?
1: No. Also, it did, like, I think it was, like, darker sweatpants, so it looked like I could have been wearing oh, okay, pants. So they, didn't call-
3: they didn't call you out, which is not too bad, though, then, I guess.
1: Uh, they don't really care. Have you guys
3: seen some of those videos, the Zoom videos of people just going to the bathroom with the camera with their phone?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's so crazy. Yeah. Like Literally, and I'm like, guys, how do you not think about this? <laughs> huh? you think There's they're a... real? I think they are. I no, some that... of them are
1: real. Yeah, Definitely some real. of them are like, for real.
3: Literally, they're, 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 they totally forget the, 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 the There was the
1: one guy thing. who like, they got off a call. He didn't turn off his camera. He got up. He's wearing like Underwear and he's like walking around his kitchen He's like doing like he's like stretching and stuff and like everybody on the call like oh my god So they had to call him because like he didn't hear like apparently like he turned yeah. off audio Or like he took off his headphones and someone had to call his phone and he's like oh crap and he was like <laughs> Oh My god, it was the
3: best Aww. video. So okay. can't Don't let that happen to you. You don't want to be in those videos. Let me tell you
0: yeah. How do you go back to the office after that? <laughs>
3: right. Right. <laughs> I
1: don't Remember know. Remember
0: the quarantine time?
3: Yeah, we saw you butt naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays, I I find myself like I have to get dressed to go to work. Like I can't I can't just be in sweatpants and working.
3: You can't change I, your mindset, really?
1: No, like so it like, and I like I have to like get up, take a shower, like get ready for the day, and then like so i'll be like fully dressed but i like maybe i'll be in shorts like a like cargo shorts okay. or something uh, instead of like full like jeans so you like your
3: regular habit pretty much in a sense yeah so
1: i need that habit to like get into work like, mode is,
3: this, is, this, is that the same thing for you too karen
1: really
0: um i go out and i ride the horse and then i come back and shower and i just get online the only thing i need is my coffee
3: mm. okay so you yeah. so, so like so for me I literally just get up five minutes before my calls and just roll into my desk. I used to do
1: that. I used to do that (laughs) when, when it wasn't like when it wasn't work from home and when I could like work, when I, when I was in the office, but I could work from home in the morning or something, I would just roll out and start working. And then I don't know what it is, but ever since like we started working from home, I've needed to like, I needed a way to like get into that mindset. So for
3: me on the web, on the East coast, I used to get up five in the morning, go work out, go for a run and the warm up, you know, t- type of deal, eat, you know, like, and then get into work around seven o'clock. Right. But here because I'm working East coast hours, so I'm already up at five o'clock already. So therefore, I don't even have time to do that. I yeah. literally just roll into my phone calls. And so like, and so like literally like, every day, I'm up 5 AM, just crank it away. And, and it's hard because after my first, so I had, I always have a weekly daily call at eight o'clock and then I have a half an hour break. That's when I get my coffee. And then I quickly just, you know, shower and stuff quickly and then just go back. There. And then really in my desk, in this desk for like 12 hours, 13 hours. I feel like I'm working longer hours when I'm working remotely.
0: Are you in That's your room? True. Yeah. I'm Are in you in room. your, do you work in your room?
3: Yeah. So my bed is literally like two feet away from here. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't do that.
3: Well, yeah. I don't, I don't have an office
1: desk here though.
0: Yeah. I think that's why
1: i needed i needed a, a routine too because it was because my desk was in my room and it was like right there so i needed a way to like but i need more get you out moved, of it. Right? now i now i move but i still like i'm used to it so i just get ready for the day
3: yeah 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 in florida I have, a, I have a little office where i can just go into it so therefore at least i have you know that
1: separation separation
3: it's a it's a mindset separation too i think that goes into that
1: mm-hmm.
3: you
2: know?
1: yeah
3: but uh by the way, all right well karen you have your funny things set today. We're going to get into that. So, Oh, yeah.
1: Like an extra MSG section. Yeah. That's what we're calling it.
0: Oh, okay. So I don't have any visuals for this one. I don't know if you guys already know this story. Mm. But we said we're going to talk about travel and culture.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, y'all went to Colombia, right?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah. So... I don't know, I lived there for two years. And one year we went to Cali for Christmas time to go to like the feria and just uh, participate in all the celebrations. Carlos has like, my fiance. Carlos has a big family there. I met like 30 people. Um, Everyone's speaking in Spanish all the time. Um, And it was a really great time um so question to you guys what do you think about like Colombian food
3: uh, the honest truth or the <laughs> <laughs> or the behind the scenes truth what do you, you want to hear <laughs> oh. <laughs> because i have a lot of colombian listeners probably you know <laughs> no i'm just kidding um for me i i grew up with hispanic food so for me i feel like it's okay everything's fried I love the colombian panadas there's nothing wrong with that it's fried it's a, it's delicious um for me but however though i like my Venezuelan arepas over the Colombian colombia so the, so every food has its own pros and cons right sometimes it's just too blonde i think mm-hmm. it's just, or, or just too much carb like indian food has just way too much carb potatoes rice everything right or italian food actually it's one of those two you know so for colombian food for me at least it's a little bit too fried for my taste but i still like it and sometimes it's a bit too blonde, too boring, too as well, too bland.
1: Yeah. I've that's what I found. I found it's like a a little bland for me on my end. Um, but I don't know. For the most part, I'll I'll eat it. I like it. Yeah, it was a like, good time.
3: Yeah. Their, su- their soups good. It's great. I love their soups.
0: Ahiyako sancocho. Sancocho. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. They did have yeah, this, They to- did have
1: like the cheese coffee, which I did not like. Like
0: you didn't like. No. I love that. no they
1: they gave me this coffee I also only drink like cold coffee like iced coffee true. right That's so true. like um we ordered coffee and I just thought it was gonna be a regular coffee and then there's like this layer of cheese on it and I was like <laughs> i was like, mm, no I tried it and I was like no this is not my thing like I this is not it I,
3: I actually enjoyed that actually
1: Mm-mm. no that, it just Wait, it just can't. was too weird uh like a too of a bunch of a culture shock. can you
3: did you like that when you tried it
0: Drink it. <laughs> I'm with Rob. I didn't drink it, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who love it.
3: Yeah, I couldn't uh, do it. <laughs> right, so, so go yeah. on. Go go, go on with your story. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Anyway, so you guys brought up sancocho, which is like,
3: yeah.
0: Traditionally, on New Year's Day, so in Cali, yep. they make San Cocho. and so we went over to Carlos's family's house, and we arrived there, and. One of his little cousins says, Oh, the chickens are scared today because we killed three of them. And I was like, Oh, wow, okay.
3: How was this? Kid? And then
0: I don't know he's like seven years old. <laughs> 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 he's showing us around the farm and you say, Yeah, the chickens are just a little scared. And then so I go inside, see everyone in there. And then of course there's the chickens laying on the counter. So literally having Sancocho from scratch. Like Nothing is processed.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a big difference, to be honest, though, between South American food and American food.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was really cool that they are making it from scratch.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so They plucked off all the feathers and everything and, you know, actually butchered the chicken themselves. Um, and then, you know, his aunt asked me later on in the day, what part of the chicken do you like and of <laughs> course like i'm not a picky eater like you guys know me we've gone out to like really cool restaurants and they had interesting foods I, and I stuff.
2: Pollo
0: pollo yeah like pollo <laughs> very exotic food yeah. um so i just say no i'll have any part like I eat anything.
1: That's that's what you told them? You should not say that. Why? Wow. (laughs) Any part. That is ambitious. They're going to try you. That is ambitious. (laughs) OK.
0: Do you know what I got? Do you know what came out of my bowl when I first stuck my food in? A neck? No, it was the foot.
1: The foot. Oh, it's chicken foot. Okay. All right. Chicken foot. Okay.
0: Okay.
3: I, I, I prefer that over the chicken foot.
0: Every, they literally ate the whole chicken. Like, I had no idea in other countries that, like, people actually eat every single part of the animal. Like, there's a part called the nut. And I think that's, like, I think the that's... Glance, the glance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and people ate that. I mean, like, they ate the whole chicken. And I had no idea. I thought, like, I thought I was an outgoing eater until I was presented <laughs> with the foot.
1: I would yeah. never say that I'll eat any part that seems Yeah, me neither. like I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty ambitious, but there's no, there's like, I don't know if I want to eat like chicken heart or chicken feet or chicken liver or chicken, chicken liver. liver, like that, like that type of stuff seems yeah. a little bit out there. Anything internal seems like too much. Well,
3: actually chicken liver is actually a very popular dish in South America. They actually pan fried with beans, things like that. It's a very popular dish.
1: I mean,
0: Is it really? Huh?
3: oh it's they eat like you said they eat everything you know um they eat the, the chicken feed and the same thing for the asian culture chicken feed is a big thing like they don't mm-hmm. let any kind of part of the animal go to waste either
2: yeah
1: I, n- I i've never said that i'll eat anything because of when i was growing up we would have like fish right and yeah. then my with my my parents would like fight over the eyes
3: the fish uh, eyes the fish eyes <laughs> the the fish fish for the fish so,
1: like, from there, like, would you eat any part of the fish? And I'll be like, no, I won't eat the eyes. Like, that's is <laughs> too much. It's too far past my, my limit.
3: <laughs> Actually, me and my sister used to fight for the fish eyes, too, and for some reason. I, mm. I don't know why. Like, it didn't taste anything. And, I like, it made no sense at all for it why we did it in the first place. I don't I, know. Literally, looking back, like, literally, like, 25 years 30 years ago, like, looking back, like, why do you even do that? Why?
0: I, why?
1: I can't do it.
0: Um, Carlos Wait, yeah. says yeah, fish eye is supposed to make you smarter. That, that,
1: that's yeah. what my mom told me. That's, what, that's a yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. my parents
1: said too, but <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I'll be dumb. I don't need that one. I'll eat the rest of the fish. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's, this is
3: probably why I'm not that smart today. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not enough fish eyes. <laughs> my sister ate them all, you know?
0: That's what happened. It's not the alcohol. It's that we're not eating fish eyes. <laughs>
3: there you go so Karen, tell us did you actually eat the chicken feet
0: no i didn't eat it did did it feel offended no no one i well actually oh it it was so sad so it was aunt who made the sancocho she was sitting next to me and i just staring at the chicken and then she's like she doesn't like it and i'm like no i love it it's great you should have proved it look look at me
3: eating this you should have just proved it (laughs)
0: didn't eat it anyway, because then his grandma, she she traded me. Oh, she, that's nice.
3: Yeah,
0: she she took pity and traded me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go on to mine. Um, uh, I'm going to send you this link to an Instagram uh, page that I found. Yep, um, right. It's Since we have Karen on, I thought uh, this would be funny it's called karen karen's unhinged so it's just oh. an, it's an instagram a page where they just have every karen that they've ever seen <laughs> and just like have videos and pictures of <laughs> different karens and just doing different crazy things and being too much <laughs> being a karen yeah
3: <laughs> Being a Karen now is like kind of what, like a, like an adjective? That's pretty crazy.
1: Look at this. <laughs> not a name. Like one of them is like not a name, uh, not a name, but a status you earn. That's, <laughs> that's what a Karen is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh man, this is good. So I I just guys I just sent you mine. So mine's also an Instagram handle. It's called Foodies in the Wild. So pretty pretty much it's literally pe- people doing crazy stuff how to take food and so they get filmed by other people on how they like they do crazy posts and things like that just to take the food picture so i figure, you know because robert does first, the cooking show first now. off
1: first off right right yeah. uh the guy's name is tank sinatra, <laughs> tank oh, yeah. sinatra. Wait,
0: food in the wild where did you send it did you send it on whatsapp
1: yeah to yeah. the whatsapp group yeah check that check, check that out yeah
0: okay oh. which one should first this- karen's and him for
1: Oh, you can look at both. Uh, yeah. Karen's Unhinged, I sent. <laughs> that was mine. Um, this this first one looks like something I would do. Uh, Are you putting
3: the food, in the putting the food on the ground? Putting the food on the
1: ground to take pictures. You won't,
0: you won't eat anything, but you will put your food, the food on the ground.
1: The ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Yeah, eat- where do you want
0: to eat? On the ground. On the ground,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't want to eat on the ground, but I'll put it on the ground so I can take my picture for the Instagram, for All the right. gram. Uh- <laughs> Just
3: for the gram, uh, there's a picture of like. Hang on, let me send you guys this. It's the same. Is it is so? Pretty much, this is like the whole I guess Instagram handle, but there's a specific post I got. You, I want you guys to check out. Uh, it's, it's pretty hilarious. So this girl brings the flashlight to the restaurant, and literally. It's it's not a typical flashlight. Let me show you guys.
1: Like the big this big one right here that I see. This big, yeah, this big flashlight.
0: (laughs) I see it.
1: Oh my (laughs) god. So so uh one so living here in San Francisco, I have like you have like I have all these neighbors. One of my neighbors was dating a food blogger, right? So we went out to one of the restaurants uh, down the street here by the water, and she sat there like so we we went separately so me and my friends went and then we saw them at the next table and they ordered all this food and literally they sat there for 45 minutes while she took pictures of everything and she would like she would stand up on the chairs to get overview shots she did all kinds of stuff 45 minutes and we're sitting there we're like hey uh does your food ever get, like, cold, cold. before <laughs> before you guys start eating it? And, and he's like, all the time. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I could do it every once in a while, but, like, every time we eat, I don't know if I could sit there. But you're a you're food, you're, you're food blogger. You're not, you're not supposed to
3: spend 45 minutes taking pictures. You're supposed to taste the food. That's the whole point of being a food blogger. It's about, right?
1: Not on Instagram. On Instagram, it's all about <laughs> pictures. It's all yeah. about uh, – Making sure you have the perfect picture to post so that people not, follow.
3: It, it doesn't justify the review that you leave behind because you're not eating the food as it's, it's designed to be eaten. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know, but <laughs> she's pretty popular. But it's 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 it was just crazy. Like I watched it, I was like, I don't know if I could. If that was the level, that's not the level of uh, <laughs> that's not the level that I would go to. Like I just don't have that.
3: I, I mean, you all know I'm pretty bad taking pictures. I'm bad at this too, right? I take pictures of all the food, but not that, that that crazy extreme. Yeah,
1: I do that too. I like take pictures of everything, and like when I like I have my own like cooking thing that I do, but and then at the end of that, I I don't think I've ever eaten any of that hot, like none of that food. I've never eaten <laughs> hot because I cook, and then <laughs> for people who don't know, I'm a horrible cook. Like or I've. Never cooked anything in my life. I never cooked anything in my life. So like, this is all hello fresh. And I'm like, just like going Instagram live to like, so people can help me like do it. Um, and then afterwards I would take it.
3: We'll hold you accountable.
1: It's more that you guys are helping me because otherwise (laughs) I would like burn something, I think. (laughs) But it's, uh, but like the immediately afterwards, I take, I, I find like the best Instagram picture to take. And then afterwards, I clean the entire kitchen. Like, I take. You don't,
3: eat, you don't eat right away?
1: No, I never eat right away. I, I have to, like, take off the stove and, like, clean the stove and do all of that before I before I can, like, sit down and eat. So I, I always eat it cold. Like, I've Why? never. Did I've never eaten it hot.
3: They clean everything.
1: No, I can't do it. I get so. I'm, like, so anal retentive about it. <laughs> it's so, crazy. So
3: wait, so have you actually cooked on time based on the time that they've
1: given you? Uh, I might I have been cal- five minutes over once. Okay, uh, so you get closer. That says yeah, you're getting close. closer. That's pretty close. You're getting closer. I used to do like a twenty minute meal in an hour. All right. And so now <laughs> if it's thirty-five minutes, I might be forty minutes. So yeah. it's getting it's getting to that point where I'm I'm getting better. <laughs> oh, but that also like I do all the prep before. So th- uh, so please. like so that like cuts into time because my cut my like knife skills are horrible. So it's like I need to like <laughs> do that first. <laughs>
3: So Karen, do you do a lot of cooking right now? Your parents, or your parents does it cooking for you?
0: I made some scallops today. I'm pretty proud of myself.
3: Nice. Wow. So when
0: quarantine first started, I learned how to make scallops and I learned how to make a steak.
3: Nice. How do you do your steak? Reverse sear? How do you do it? Pan grill? Um,
0: I don't know what that means. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. How do you cook your steak? How about that? How do you? What do you use to cook your steak?
0: So i put the skillet in the oven and i preheat it to whatever temperature they say i think it's like 400 or something yep
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then i take the skillet out and then i put the steak on it on like high well yep. butter butter and oil and then i put the steak on high and then three minutes on each side and then it goes back in the oven for like a little bit amount of time
3: mm. okay that's good. So do you ever season your steak a little bit with salt, anything like that or, or garlic, anything like do you season? Yeah, just
0: salt and pepper. That's all like the guy said online.
3: Nice. So yeah. like, are you a pro at that now? Like you always get your perfect medium rare?
0: Oh, it's amazing. It's so much better than a restaurant. Like, yep. I don't see what is the point of spending $50 on a steak in a restaurant when you can make it at home for like $10 and it tastes amazing.
3: Yep. That's true. Yeah. so I mean especially now if you know that you're buying good quality steak and you know that it's only costing you half the cost and not only that you're getting more food and especially you know how to cook it you have the time to cook it obviously and it's definitely worth it you know I I completely 100% agree I find
1: I find cooking like a waste of time like I feel like (laughs) like I I find (laughs) it like I'm I'm spending so much time cooking and like not enough time eating like it just doesn't compared to the time that it, like enjoyment that I get out of out of it I don't think I I don't think I enjoy the cooking process that's why because so that part is not like enjoyable to me
3: oh I love it but
1: actually. the but the eating part I totally love but that part is so small compared to the amount of time it took for me to make this meal <laughs> um okay. but like I've been to steak places where I don't know if I uh I don't know I don't know if I could get the level of quality quality that they have. Uh, I went to this like Japanese steakhouse where they had like a A five Wagyu beef and it was that's different though amazing yeah. like it was so good I would it was expensive but I would totally go back it was so good but I think, um, I think the restaurant,
3: but like a, yeah no, I mean I am mean, saying I think the restaurant Karen and I are talking about is like Outback Steakhouse right
1: oh yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah.
3: But the the restaurant you're talking about is different though. Like it's like quality. super high
1: end. It's like top quality everything. Like I, that, those are so good. The meat just like melts in your mouth. It's so it's so good. Yeah. So I just
3: do- huh. Sorry. So wait, So did you, say, did you say that you put it in the oven first and then sear it, or you sear it first and put it in the oven?
0: I sear it and then it goes in the oven.
3: Oh, uh, Okay. So you do it the regular way. So okay. So,
1: uh, so what's a reverse sear?
0: So
3: you put uh you put it in the oven and then you sear it at the end.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is the, like the reverse steps.
3: Correct, it's the reverse step. Uh, usually you do that. Um, I mean, I've seen it done multiple ways, but it, the way it, she does it is called the pre-sear way, where you pre-sear that to get the edges, and you finish it in the oven with a nice like temperature, and they get that crispiness on the outside.
1: Hmm. So. What's the one where you like put it in the in the microwave and then? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> You
3: could do it just in the oven to be honest, there's an oven method as well.
1: But you want that sear, right? I like guess.
3: Yeah. You do like... want the sear. Yeah. That crispiness. Mm-hmm. And the tenderness.
0: Yeah. I like the crispiness. I like it like a little, I like the little burn pieces.
3: Char. Yeah. Nice. I like
0: that part. Do you do a churrasco like...
3: or do you do like a New York steak?
0: I, I tried a filet and then i've tried a new york strip and i tried the other one t-bone
3: yeah t-bone's harder they do
0: yeah i didn't like i didn't like the new york strip or t-bone my favorite's the filet
3: why is that it's less fat
0: um it's small <laughs> okay.
1: I-, I like it i like the less fat ones like for real really?
3: yeah. i like the fatty ones I, that's why i like the demonica cuts and the rib eyes for me and the rib ribeyes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, or, oh. hey, Robert, you know what I've been craving for? The prime rib place.
1: Oh, how's the prime rib? Oh, mm. my God. Wait, Karen, you
3: when you went to
0: SF?
1: She's never been.
0: Wait. No, I haven't gone.
3: To where? SF?
0: I mean, I've gone, but I haven't but gone not, since teeth Not started. to visit
1: uh, me. Yeah.
0: Uh, come on. Get out Yeah, there.
1: you got to come out here. Oh, it my God. Is, or wait, not now, okay. but like once everything opens up again.
0: So wait, hey, let me have uh, on uh, during this pandemic. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come on over. We could take it to go like our steaks.
3: <laughs> wait, is that prime place open right now for to go?
1: I'm pretty sure it's open now to go. Everything's to go. Now everything is av- like all the high end restaurants are like making to go to go. It's stuff. so
3: hard because it's not the same though. Some of this food, right. it does not last. Like right. dim sum, dim sum does not last to go,
1: I'm sorry. I well, agree.
0: So I did a really cool thing. So oh no, it's there's closed.
1: A, it's closed. Oh. Well, there's
0: an amazing restaurant in Chicago called the Purple Pig. Yeah, I love uh, the place. Yeah, it's amazing, right? But I made a reservation and I went and I got my
3: food and then I just kind of like ate it on the street. <laughs> like right outside?
1: <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs>
3: She, she, everyone thinks oh, she, she's not home, but She has food right
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually done that a few times in Chicago when I got food, like fried things. Yeah. Um, and I joke with my friends. I'm like, "This is what it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like to have a home." <laughs> what do you
1: guys? What do you guys miss, like uh, food-wise, like out of this pandemic? I I really missed sushi because I, really... I don't I don't trust getting sushi delivered. Really? Like, yeah, I don't trust it.
3: Why don't you so, just go pick it up?
1: I mean, it's too far. I have to take an Uber to go pick it up. I I'd rather just, not do that just either. Just ride bicycle.
3: You could ride I a... <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> I, I miss Korean barbecue.
0: Oh yeah, that's fun because it's social.
3: Mm. It's social. It's just to cook the, the meat right in front of you. Uh, the different type of side dishes that like they bring in the egg the, the egg dish. Just those things have to be fresh to eat. I mean the side dishes, yeah, you can make that yourself, whatever, but it's just those little things. Like I don't know, for me that's what I miss. And you're right. I've had
1: I've had Korean barbecue delivered. It's not it's not as good for sure.
0: It's horrible.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> it's no good. I mean
0: if I get Korean barbecue delivered, do they bring you like the little thing fire <laughs> no,
1: It's like all pre cooked and then you just like it's just there for you to eat.
0: Right. How about you Cam? Oh. what do you miss? Ah uh, hmm. I miss being able to just like go down the street and just randomly pick a place to try some food.
3: Yeah. Oh, you mean like tacos like I was gone, food trucks? Sorry. I was get no,
0: pizza. like, so in Chicago, there's, like, a famous street with all these really great restaurants, and you could just walk around and try random foods and, like, mm-hmm. go on like a food tour if you wanted. Yep. I've done that a few times. So I'd go to, like, a sushi place, and then next I'd go to, like, uh, a girl in the go and then, like, all these other places and try just random things. I miss I this agree. community.
3: So, every year I go to Chicago during the time when you guys have taste of Chicago. And oh. so, so, do you know what they're doing that this year? Because I still have a ticket to go to Chicago in September. So, on oh, no, July, sorry. It it's July. not doing it anymore? Is it
0: canceled?
3: Cancel. Yeah. Really? Is it canceled? Okay, well, I got to change my plane ticket then. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, you can still come to Chicago. Mike, you I think,
1: always- I think you should just, can- like, you should just plan that everything is canceled this year.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to go
1: because they be Yeah, because you're still expecting, uh, like the, the what is it? Um,
3: oh yeah, the wine, the Mills Festival. Mill Festival.
1: Mill Valley Food and Wine Festival. I don't know. It's it's supposed. It like they put. It's usually in June, like May or June.
3: No, no, it's later than that. That was that was I it was when I came in. it was August, is not it?
1: No, it's not August. July, I it July, I guess, <laughs> it's huh? summertime, and then. It got pushed. Now it's pushed to September sometime, which right. I don't even know if that's gonna happen. But yeah, I I would assume everything's closed, and then you just like if it okay, happens, yeah. then you this, take it.
3: This uh, this festival, it's like a wine and food festival thing that this in in the north side right of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Is in north or east. It's in
1: God. Marin County, yeah.
3: Yeah, and so we've gone what past two, three years something like that in a row, mm-hmm. and. For like, what is it, 80 bucks? I forgot, 60 bucks, 70 bucks, 80 bucks, something like that. I
1: do I know think it. it's 60 to 80, somewhere in there. Yeah. It's like all you can eat or drink for four hours. Yeah. Um, and it's
3: good quality wine and- It's like green.
1: really good wine, really good food. And it's-
3: And at the end of it, you can take as much as you want.
1: It's top notch,
0: <laughs> it's top
1: notch.
3: Yeah, and let me tell you, I don't pass out there though, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> it's so good
0: for you guys do you think it's unethical to travel right now like do you think
3: define unethical what do you mean by that
0: whatever your definition is of unethical Uh,
3: (laughs) like like, do you think i shouldn't travel because of my, my, my own morals or do you think i shouldn't travel because it's not right for everybody
0: because of your own morals like do you think it's wrong to travel right now so
3: it depends on what you need to
1: travel we're gonna before. say we're gonna say mike here uh is a no <laughs> because he's traveled all over during this time he doesn't no, care no,
3: no. first of all time out i let mean let me, he ex- doesn't care i'm actually gonna explain this to karen because i don't tell people where i go half of the time okay so i've only gone so in beginning of march i went back to florida because i, I saw this coming this whole pandemic issue coming and i knew california was gonna shut down first right so i had to get out of here before anything happens so I went back to Florida to make sure, you know, and because I knew we had to quarantine ourselves, quote, unquote, for at least two, three weeks, and none of us knew about the whole virus situation. So therefore, I never go back to Florida. I go back to Orlando. I can stay there for two, three weeks before I go to visit my parents. So I did that before anything went, you know, went chaotic. So during, at the by the time April came around, everything was already shut down. Everything was just, you know, going crazy, right? So I went to my parents between April and until End of May, first week of June, I believe. Yeah, first week of
1: June. All right, okay, so so your place is in Orlando, and then you went down to Miami. Four to weeks visit your yeah, family. Three,
3: yeah, two, three weeks later. Yeah, to visit my parents. Because my parents were still going out every day to Costco. Hey, I need something like this. Go to the Home Depot. Or they were, they were using every single excuse just to go out to buy stuff. i my like, guys, what are you guys doing? You don't guys don't even know the detail of this virus. So I was literally being the parent down mm. there, making sure they're sitting down making sure they're doing their online classes for English. I mean, you know, literally, like, the roles were just reversed. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you became I,
3: the parent. I became the parent. Literally, I, I really did. So I did that for two months or so. And then I, threw my, I I went back to Orlando for, like, a week and a half. I, you know, kind of took my dad with me to help me fix some stuff in the house. Just because also part of it, because I think my mom and dad, like, it was, it was just for them having a time apart helps a little bit because just because they've been locked down for so long. So we, so with that in mind, after that I came back to, uh, came back to Florida and uh, towards like I guess two weeks before June, so pretty much mid June, so to LA. So I took a direct, I took a flight back here, and that's yeah. pretty much when really
1: we So he no, that's not it. That's not it.
3: I went to Lake Tahoe. I drove to Lake Tahoe with my... Yeah. With, uh, with my so
1: friend. so Mike Mike left Florida as it was starting to to ramp up in Florida. Yeah, came to, to, to LA, which was already rampant. Uh, with crazy cases, and then drove up to Lake Tahoe for yeah. the week, and then drove back down.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, that's not that much Whereas,
1: me. whereas, <laughs> I've literally been in my apartment for four months. No, you like, moved. Like, you, moved. you moved. I yeah, in the building. Together. I moved within the building. <laughs> like I, it's, and uh, I've gone out to get like coffee like once a week. That's it. <laughs> was,
3: yeah. I, I feel like it's, uh, it's okay to go out as long as you're not like congregating with like, a thousand people I'm sorry like like if you're running by yourself at the beach open space you're not affecting anybody right so, yeah. what, so going back to your question Karen like why are you traveling for or what, is it moral to travel mm. I think depends on the situation let's say that if I was traveling every single week for fun that's a whole different story because now I'm putting myself more at risk and then you don't know what you're going to catch and then you could also potentially be spreading stuff
1: so, so I don't know. Moral uh the yeah. moral thing would have to be like how you uh like how time? how you act in your yeah. travels, right? Like uh like Mike went to Florida, quarantined himself for two weeks before yeah. meeting with people. I yeah. think if you were traveling around and you did that, every place you went you quarantined for two two weeks, like I don't care. Like I feel like I feel like that would be the way I would have done it. Um,
3: and only that for like to purposes. I actually got myself tested before I flew, so that way I knew that uh, I'm not spreading anything. If anyone is gonna blame me shit for bullshit crap like this, I'm like, nope, I got tested before the flight line. So I, you know, what I mean, and then I got then I tested myself after I came back from Lake Tahoe, you know, and so just in case things like that.
1: I think it's just like how you yeah. how you handle everything. How you approach it. I completely yeah. agree. So wait, yeah. what do you what do you
3: think, Karen? I'm curious.
0: Yeah, I think as long as you're careful. I think it's fine. Right. As long as you're not doing anything risky, like you're being physically distanced and you're quarantining yourself 14 days after you travel, I think it's fine. And I'm on the same page as you. I think if everyone took a test before they flew someplace or after, I think that's really responsible to be honest like i don't i don't see a problem with doing that like there's a lot of things that we can do to make it safer um,
3: but i think it takes everyone to be proactive versus reactive i think right now we're so used to being reactive mode and it's kind of like to switch the mindset it's about being proactive like people listen mm-hmm. hey the mask might not help completely but guess what at least you've been proactive to do something versus being reacting negatively to something you know what i mean so I think that's a mindset of actually the way people think. So, yeah.
1: Mike, do, Mike, do you see like uh, do you go out into in LA and see people like crazy not wearing masks everywhere? Because oh, yeah. uh, that's what I saw on a I, video. I,
3: I, I just not just LA <laughs> in Miami, man. What are you talking about? Miami alone? No, but Florida's
1: different. A different story. Like they don't give a shit over there. Like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> but mean, yeah. but California is supposed to be like like progressive, like super crazy.
3: It's not everybody okay so when i go for a run i always stay so i stay there's two paths in the in the beach side right there's a concrete path and there's like a dirt path everyone knows the dirt path is for runners and that everyone knows the concrete path is for walkers right so i usually run on the dirt path but when i see people walking on the concrete path they're walking a little next to each other a lot of people are not wearing anything but then there are some people who are even sitting down in the pit, like in the grass Watching the sunset, things like that—they're wearing the mask. So there's both sides of things, right? But for example, I got a guy approaching me. when I was—I just I got stopped at the red light because I was getting ready to cross the road. And this guy asked me, "Hey, why are you wearing a mask? you are running?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm training for a marathon. This helps me breathe better." I just because I responding. I'm like, "I'm like, come on." I'm like, "So like, it, it was a it was a dumb question." I find right? it I
1: find it weird that they like go out of their way to like say, to like ask why you're wearing a mask.
3: Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm trying to say though. Like, right? So I just, so I, but I wouldn't go out of my way to ask somebody, Hey, why are you not wearing a mask? Right. I mean, it's not my duty to, I'm sorry. I'm not your mom, your dad, but I would for my friends though. Huh? If I knew yeah. them,
1: if I knew them, I would say something.
3: Well, That's different though. I'm talking about random strangers right now, right? Yeah. So, so will you go up to a stranger, Hey, why are not you wearing a mask?
1: No, not really. seen it. I also don't want to talk to people, so I'd rather not.
3: But my also one of my <laughs> biggest thing, people react that so angrily, and I'm like, why are you reacting so angry? Why are you putting so much emotion to this? Is it really worth it? Yeah. Like, why are you rea- me asking someone why you're wearing a mask? Why are you getting angry? Like, why are you giving? Like, what's the purpose? Like, I, I yeah.
1: The video I I sent it to you, Mike, uh, to the group, to the guys group, and I was like, like it was this these two guys, and they were like had a box of masks in LA, and they were like giving them away, and they're like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you guys want masks, we have masks, but everybody was so angry that they just had the box and asked if you wanted a mask, not like that you should wear a mask, (laughs) not anything like that, just like, oh, if you want one, we have them. And people were getting crazy upset with yeah them. this
3: was a huntington beach in california yeah. just a couple hours from here yeah yeah they, they were just reacting so weird like i'm like i don't get why people so my for me to understand that mindset i just don't know how they even got to that point right yeah but but if you're flying going back to the flight situation uh they tell you ahead of time in your boarding tickets but i'm not sure did you flew or did you drove to from chicago to georgia
0: I flew and actually I would not recommend flying with spirit. I didn't, I didn't,
1: I didn't recommend that before pandemic like, so (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, well I had credit with them, right. Um, they were not keeping the middle seat open. Um, so I would recommend it, but from what I've read for planes, is that like they filter the air. Like filtering the air on a plane is like cleaner than a than a house.
3: It is. Uh, so what they did end up doing is not only that they lower the average temperature of a plane too as well, just to do that to get the circulation going. And so they yeah. and they ha- and they doing a more. I think the, their filter thing is like, um, I I remember reading about this article. I just don't recall it, but uh, it's like it's supposed to kill a bit more particle. But however, there's a uh, caveat to that is that. You got to make sure that air circulation keeps happening. Otherwise, the air is being still. Yeah.
0: And that's how the germs spread. Yeah. So what I did is I quarantined myself for two weeks beforehand. And then I flew. And um, someone was next to me in the middle seat. But I wore a mask and I wore a hat. Um, what is the hat I, supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know. I guess the germ that, like, germs that like... Gets
1: germs off of your head.
0: Right? Like... <laughs> You don't I, know about this virus, it could like get in your hair. I always oh, have
3: my hoodie on when I travel, so I know you just saying. I know exactly what you're
0: saying. So. Yeah, um, I had had a hat on, so just in case, like I don't know. Someone told me if it gets in your eye, like you can get sick.
3: No, it's as you rubbing your eye and you're rubbing to your face, rubbing your nose. Support. You should have. You
1: should have worn the the shield yeah. that they have. The oh, that'd
0: be funny. The I plastic wish I shields. Had I would love to wear that. This is the only acceptable time in our life where we could wear can <laughs> <laughs> Get away with it. And,
3: and, no, Halloween, uh, Halloween customs as well, though. That's You'd true.
1: Halloween.
0: Yeah, only in Halloween. For Halloween and in, in a pandemic, you can wear something like that. So,
3: how was that flying experience, by the way?
0: Yeah, it was fine. Like, they don't serve any food or anything. I'm sure Lester. you experienced that, too. Um, but everything was fine. Um, and then when I got back, my parents, I was a little nervous to hug them. <laughs> <I saw> them.
3: <laughs> your own parents.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, I just done a flight.
3: <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. yeah. Said, but, but I mean, keep in mind your parents are, are, what, doc- both of them are doctors. Right. So they probably face patients almost every day. So they're probably, yeah. most- are
0: they every- still working? Uh, my mom's doing telemedicine visits. So she's just calling people up and asking if they're okay. And my dad is actually administering COVID tests.
1: Mm. Yeah. See,
3: so they're definitely yeah. more at risk than you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't so, think I need to worry.
3: Yeah. So for me, my, my flying experience was actually pretty good. Uh, Delta does a pretty good job keeping the aisle middle seat. But just let so you know, I think after June 30th, I think they all every airline kind of reverted back already to almost normal standard, except for Southwest, but Delta still uh-huh. tries, but every, they kind of announced that in a sense, quietly. And um, so I think Delta still does a pretty good job doing it, just because they try to do the best, not populate the plane. Because, first of all, it's already like, kind of like people not traveling already, right? So the last thing they want to do is bad publicity. So so they do serve the food and they do serve the drinks, but it's all can-based, bottle-based, and the food is already pre wrapped in a plastic bags with like napkins in it, the snacks in it, and uh, fork, things like that. So it's nice. It, so they've done a gun, a bond beyond. And inside the bag, it has hand sanitizer and a wipe.
0: Oh, good. So mm.
3: Yeah, and this is regular economy, by the way, not uh, not first class and stuff like that, so.
0: I read in Colombia that when they start their domestic flights, the airline is required to give the passengers hand sanitizer.
3: Yep, that does, does, does that. I think American Airlines does that, United does that right now. So I think they all do. The little hand sanitizers, I, I think just for them, for liability purposes, in a sense, to protect themselves. Um, but part of it is I think it's the right thing to do. And I think that, for example, like first class, if you're sitting in first class, you're, you're, you have the whole seat. There's no one next to you because there's only, there's only two seats, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. literally there's no one next to you if you get up here with to first class. I'm like, damn it, I, I was in the bubble. I was like, literally, the last person did not get first class. I was kind of mad about that.
1: Yeah, you're always <laughs> mad about not getting upgraded. <laughs> first
3: world like, problem. Yeah, first <laughs> no, definitely no.
1: first world problem.
3: Wait, no one's flying though. Come on, there's no excuse for you not to get first class.
1: <laughs> I mean, if they don't have a seat, they don't have a seat.
3: I know, right? Well, speaking of travel, so, so Karen, you you lived in a couple of places, right? So like, I, out of curiosity, what made you jump into? I think you went to Australia first, and you stayed there for like a year to two years for studies, right?
0: No, I went no. to Colombia first. Oh, yeah,
3: Columbia first. That's what it was. Come mm-hmm. first.
0: Yeah, yeah, for two years, and then to Australia for a year.
3: So tell us a little bit about Colombia and uh, the experiences, the cultural shocks that you encounter, and the things that you learn.
0: Yeah, Colombia is amazing. Um,
1: wait, wait. Talk about like how what made you choose yeah, Colombia Why choose yeah, Colombia?
3: I agree. Yeah. Why Colombia?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's an even better story. Yeah. <laughs> so like my life was too good. Like. <laughs>
1: Was Wait, too hang good. On.
0: Hang on, hang on. Wow. My life was
1: too good. Well, talk about first world problems, right? <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God, my life was so good. I have to go to Colombia. Columbia.
3: it's like a downgrade. It Sounds like a downgrade
1: for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> Colombia is nice, but it's not like too good. That's like. <laughs> Let me
0: explain. Let me explain. I thought that everything was so easy, and I wasn't getting challenged. Like, work. I was working a lot, but it was really easy. And yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. And I wanted something more challenging. And I figured there'd be something. I wanted to explore and expand my horizon. So I'm like, I can't go to Europe because Europe's just as easy, if not easier, than the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So I was like, I'm going to go to South America. Um, well, and rough. I was thinking, like, <laughs> right? Think I'm it's like, rough.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've seen like all of the narcos and stuff and all the like narco trafficking movies, and I was like, well, that seems kind of cool, right? Well, that life so, might
1: be easier if you're well, so, so
0: tell us about
3: your experience and then tell us, compared that to your uh, compared that to what you thought about before that. I'm just curious, the expectations, but, yeah, expectations, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so my expectations were, I thought. I thought it would be similar to Europe, but I did not. I don't know. I thought I thought it would be similar culturally to Europe, but actually it's quite different. Um and you know, in the in when I first arrived there, I was like gonna get kidnapped. Like don't <laughs> tell anyone that well actually I'm telling everyone, right? <laughs> no, right. <But> <laughs> Kidnapped, right. So I was like walking down the street and I'm like, Oh my God, like someone's going to follow me and kidnap me. Cause like, that's all you see in like news and stuff. But I lived there for two years and nothing bad ever happened to me. Like I never got robbed. I never got mugged. I never got kidnapped. Literally nothing bad happened. I felt very safe. Mm. Like 95% of the time. So like, can you tell us where I, you
3: were? This one day. We're in Colombia.
0: I was in Bogota, the capital, Mm -hmm. um, so I taught English there for six months and, um, I taught at nighttime and I took Spanish classes during the daytime and then after that I did like a master's program in one of their universities, uh, took classes at nighttime. So yeah, it was just a great experience. I could go to, I went to a bunch of different departments in the country and like the cool thing about the country is that so i think americans we have this problem where like whenever someone says something about like latin or hispanic culture people assume it's mexican
1: <laughs> uh, wait it's are not? They, they,
3: think... generalize. they
1: generalize wait yeah. are, you, are you sure it's not <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, so like americans think that like it's all mexican right yeah but within latin america there's so many different cultures and it's really cool and then in colombia itself like every single department has their own culture and their own festivals and like their yeah. own history yeah. so like, it's a lot of fun to visit and travel within the country and you'll hear this from colombians too a lot of them will say like i don't have any reason to leave because i have everything i want to see right here like they have the beach they have the mountains they yep, have tropical they have desert,
3: they have everything, and mm. they can go there. and It's cheap, so. it's, a, it's a beautiful country. Uh, I 100% agree.
1: Yeah, you I know. agree. It's beautiful. And, the, the
3: culture itself is it's gorgeous. I think the architectural history behind that is amazing. Obviously, the girls and the food is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I, overall, I mean, it's a great country, though. In a sense, like, I think my experience, though, is definitely different from yours. Mine's only two weeks where while, well, well, you know, I was hitting different spots, right? So I, I wanted to cram as much as I could to kind of get a little bit of the local life. So for you though, like, how long did it take you to adjust to your local life experience or to just, because you, you were there for two years, right? But you were too busy teaching and you were too busy, you know, or learning in, in, in Spanish during the day. Like, I'm just wondering, like, how do you, How long did that take you to kind of adapt to kind of get used to the kind of stuff?
0: I say it like went in waves. so. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to another country, and actually I think they've done studies on this, right? When you go and you move to a different place, you get this really big high. You're like excited to yeah. be there, you're excited to learn new things. And then after a few months, that's when your like um cultural shock sets in, right? And you can see you start getting a little depressed, right? And you miss <laughs> things from home and you want to go back. And yeah. so for me, like it kind of happened in waves. Sometimes I would think, Oh, I gotta go home, and then other times I think like, Oh, this place is amazing. I love it. Right. I know. I told, I told I, Rob. That I mean, I remember that, those times. I, 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 hear.
1: I remember yeah. those times. Like I'd be but talking why. to Karen. She'd be like, Oh, just like, I remember thinking like, uh, cause you went over there to teach English yep. and then yeah. you, you would like complain that you could only teach English that's before and after school. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, but that's when kids, can, can learn English. <laughs> like, like, I, I agree. You're, you're like, I can't even go travel around because I have to be there before yeah, and after school. And I was like, Karen, I think that's the way you're supposed to do it because that's the only time that they had. And then Is you have the schedule. Yeah. That's their schedule. And then, uh, and then there was a lot of times where you're just like, man, I, w- I wish I could like, i miss missed being home. Yeah. And yeah, I, I remember those conversations <laughs> very much where you're like, oh man, I wish I'd come back. But then there's like, then the next day I would, you would be like, oh, I love it here. This is like, it, was yeah. just, it was just like, so bipolar. What, yeah, well, <laughs>
3: I, I, think, I think once she does like a little hiking trip or do something, she does a little trip and then mm-hmm. she comes back. Okay. Her mind resets. That's what mm-hmm. and trust me, I, I, me and Karen and, you and I have little side chats all the time about random stuff. And I, I remember those, like, those like, specific moments. I'm like, oh, she's going to change her mind tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what like after a while I was just like, oh yeah, she's like feeling bad right now. But in a little <laughs> while going go, could go somewhere.
3: So so now that two year experience, right? Like, do you think it kind of shaped or mold you a little bit differently? Or the, the way you think or of your personality? I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think, and I'm, I'm no, I still do this, but before when I was living in the US I think I, I judged quickly. Mm-hmm. Um and I would react quickly. And I don't know if this is maturity or learning how to like control emotions, but I think that situation where I struggled to communicate with people um uh, made me a lot more patient um mm-hmm. than I was before.
3: So I and, think uh, I, I think less- that is said right there. I think everyone goes through that phase. I think at different time period. I, I I personally have, and I think I'm personally going through that phase as we speak right now, especially. And, uh, but so you so you're saying from your perspective though, because of the cultural change, it kind of make you realize you to be more patient, or is it more yeah. like the other way around? Like.
0: Yeah, I I I think it was I. I think the cultural change did make me more patient because like in Chicago, it's like, go, go, go all the time. Right. It's a big city. And especially like working in banking and finance, people are just obsessed with money and like getting ahead. Um, Whereas I'm not saying there aren't, I mean, I've lived in the capital. There's a big finance and banking institutions there too. And it's a big city and people are doing things quickly, but I think being there and learning from their culture and like having family as the center of everything and just the general culture of niceness and openness to strangers and not being able to communicate and people being nice to me
1: that's <laughs> that's something i found too yeah like They're i would super go they, they always wanted to like get you to understand even if we didn't speak the same language so like i took an uber i remember i i went to to visit you and i went and took an uber to the restaurant that we were going to and the guy uh who was the uber driver couldn't speak english at all not even a little bit and i had my google translate on to like try to translate back and forth and like he said some things and i just be like okay yeah and then he would just like say it over and over again and like <laughs> do different things to like say it but then do do some motion to make me understand, understand and they were yeah. like everybody i met was just the same way they were like always wanted you to understand like wanted to be friendly and like talk and like be yeah it was it was a different culture completely so do,
3: do you think that now you know going back to the expectation question right did it surpass your expectation or did it did it meet it or did it just
0: eh? Oh, one thousand percent surpassed it. That's
3: you good know? It's not, it's not yeah. like Narcos during like the like the shows and stuff like that. Or Maybe that's why.
1: Maybe she got in, and now everything's above and <laughs> above and beyond.
0: Yeah, I got some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: No, but I'm glad. No, I'm glad that yeah, you had a good experience. So, what made you decide to jump to Australia next?
0: Oh, it was actually kind of a happy act. So the university I was going to in Columbia, they offered an exchange program with mm-hmm. an Australian university to finish my master's. So I just kind of jumped on that because I figure I might Why as not? well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: How long you were there for?
0: I think I was there for 11 months okay. in total. So, yeah. So
3: how was the Kiwis? Is it the was it the Kiwis now? What was it them? I forgot. No, this is New Zealand, right?
0: You call, Aussies. 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 You, Aussies. you call them
3: Aussies. You call them Aussies. That's You call them Aussies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiwis, Kiwis are. <laughs> no, no, no. My bad for people listening, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: good. Yeah, they're nice. Kiwis are
3: nice too. Yeah. So, how, how was Australia overall? Like, how was the. the I guess the educational differences, the cultural shock, and the food? You got to talk about the food. The food?
0: <laughs> yeah. The food? yeah food's. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> oh, okay. like oh, okay. Like, um, English food is okay. I can't say anything special about it, and it's really expensive Wait, too. Wait,
1: is to it go to- is it like British food?
0: Yeah, they eat a lot of meat and potatoes.
1: I heard British food is really bad.
0: <laughs> oh, um, it's not bad.
1: It's no, not it's bad. Not,
0: it's not bad. But it's not exciting. Yeah,
1: it's okay. just yeah. okay just okay
0: yeah right. it's edible you
3: yeah. can eat it pastries though are good though i like the pastries there the pastries are good
0: yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. cool thing about australia is there's a lot of people from different parts of asia so like you get a lot of really good asian food
3: mm. oh yeah that's what i heard really good chinese food and really good yeah. that was called um Thailand, Uh, thai food there mm. yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
3: So, so tell us, tell us about your experience your study living there. Who you, who'd you stay with? Did you live by yourself? How, did, how's the culture shock in terms of education?
0: Mm. So I lived in Brisbane, um, uh, which is kind of like in the middle coast, mm-hmm. right? On the east coast in the middle. Is it closer um, to
1: Sydney or, or, uh, which, like which so ma- it's major it's city? Side, is it? right?
0: It's like. It's in the middle.
1: Okay. It's in between their major cities. Like they're. It's, uh, be- it's in between. Um, what's you ca- the
2: one?
3: Will you call that beach town? A beach, like a, no, no,
0: beach. no it's it's not. It's
1: it's in the center of the country, right? Got or it's closer it. yeah. to. It's closer in. Oh, it's more it's inland. It's oh, more, more inland. Yeah.
3: Got
0: it, got it. Okay. It's on the coast, but it's inland. The. Got it. Uh, like the coast there is all mangroves. There's no natural beach. Got it. Got Britain. it. Okay. Yeah, it's really nice. Brisbane's beautiful. All of the cities in Australia are so modern, clean, low crime. Um, it's really a really a nice place to live. And if it were closer uh, to America, huh? I would live there. So how
3: was <laughs> how, how, how was the culture in terms of Columbia, Colombia? Like you know you went to one extreme to another. Another now. So how did that affect you?
0: Yeah. Well. So. I didn't really meet very many Australians, to be honest. Really? Like, yeah, because in my classes, a lot of people were from China. Like, also I. think international. Had, yeah, I had one class where I was the only Western student. <laughs> no. And, like, literally everyone was speaking Chinese. And I was like, <laughs> oh God, I don't know what she's talking about.
3: <laughs> Look at this white girl sitting here. Why is she see in this class? <laughs> yeah, what is she doing in
1: this class? Did you take a Chinese class?
0: No, I didn't. I learned how to say like um, a bad word. And then what's the other word to say? Like, I don't know. We'll push it down. Yeah, you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Carlos Carlos taught me how to say that. So like when someone's when they were talking in Chinese, I was like, well, push it down.
3: (laughs) Every single answer. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean so compared to the education classes there versus Colombian classes, how was that if so overall? Was it better or was it the same?
0: Oh, this is gonna be controversial. Um That's I think I learned decision. so much more. I learned so much more in my Colombian classes than I did in my Australian ones.
3: Really? Why say that? I'm just wondering, like, is it the way they teach the taught the class? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, um, so in, in Colombia, the class size, it was like what I would expect a really good master's program to be. It was a small cohort of 11 people where you could actually have a people. good conversation.
1: That's like PhD in America. That's like very that. low. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Because so the was, master's here in America is like, what? A hundred, 200, something like that in yeah, America. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So how many people were in australia for for those classes typically
0: oh my gosh i had a class with like a hundred people in it
3: okay but isn't it education yeah. free there in australia i don't know enough about it like
0: no they charge international students a lot more money but it's still yeah. cheaper than than going to an american school really um, still cheaper it's than going to american
3: australia. school huh even the, with the living costs and the tuition there it's still cheaper than going to American school.
0: Yeah, it is.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah, I think my degree costs thirty thousand dollars.
1: In so total. So would you compare? Would you compare the uh, your Australian classes to your FSU classes? Uh, like how did those compare? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I oh I don't want to discount my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> Not
3: live, uh, uh, I'm okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I studied economics, I, I only really think that's a very popular major, mm. so my class sizes were pretty small. And well, I had a good relationship for your master's
3: or for your undergrad Sorry. at FSU,
0: for my undergrad. okay. Yeah, so um, I, I had really good relationships with my professors because my classes were pretty small. That's nice, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know. I found, I found like at UF. I didn't really learn much from the classes. It was just they told me what I should be doing, learning, yeah. or like something like that. Like the classes, I didn't really learn anything. The teachers, uh, they they like did lectures and stuff, and you you like hear it. But like the stuff that I learned was I learned myself. Like I wasn't like yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like the classes did anything for me. Um, it was more self learning. Yeah.
3: So, so so Karen, tell me about the experience working in Australia. I remember you had an internship there, so that so.
0: I did have an internship.
3: Yeah. How was that working overseas versus working in Colombia versus working in the United States?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. This is going to be good. Okay. Yeah. So in Colombia, like when I taught English, uh, they were very strict with people. Um, you had to be, you had to look a certain way. If like for women, if you wore a skirt, you had to wear uh, tights like pantyhose um like very very strict very formal um Mm. if you it wasn't a flat hierarchy at all it was like very hierarchical and you couldn't skip rungs on the hierarchy (laughs) you know like you had to talk to your boss you couldn't talk to your boss's boss Boss, right that's a big deal if you talk to your boss's boss Uh, not like in america right like in america with everyone we don't care
1: depends Um, on depends on the company but yeah i can see that for
0: yeah and then and they address people by last names it's always last
1: names first yeah
0: like (laughs) very formal Mm. wait wait,
3: did they mispronounce your last name a few times i'm just curious uh
0: yeah the mckibben yeah they couldn't say my last name
3: I don't pronounce last name. I don't even know how to pronounce your last name correctly, to be honest, in the beginning of this podcast.
1: <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast? <laughs> how long have you guys known each other?
3: <laughs> o- only 15 years now. I mean, it's your friend,
1: right? Your friend, Karen.
3: It's your friend. Karen. <laughs> so now, I mean, so going back to Australia, working mm-hmm. experience, how was that?
0: Oh, yeah, it was decent. Um, It was cool. It was like an internship. So... Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy, he moved there from from the U.S. actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like kind of starting his own little, um, on, he was a little entrepreneur and he had all these different little projects and uh, did consulting. And so I, I worked on like a, a project to gather information about the mining industry and protecting intellectual property. Um, and it was all very chill. Very calm. Um, everyone there, complete opposite of Columbia. They <laughs> you just say their first name, yeah. uh, title, nothing. Like even professors want to be addressed by their first name. They don't <laughs> want to have Doctor or Professor in front of their name. So it's cool. There is very flat. Uh, I I enjoy that. Mm.
3: Okay. So like now, now taking that back, you know, let's say that. Do you think that you that that environment has shaped you differently, but like just like it did in Colombia? I'm just wondering how did that it so what how do you think that affected you? I'm just wondering in Australia from Australia actually.
0: Um, I liked it on uh, for me personally mm-hmm. in Colombia. I love the culture, I love everything about it, but because of my background, I don't like the hierarchy. Yep. And, um, I don't think I'll ever be able to respect it. <laughs> respect. <laughs> well, I
3: mean, isn't it like I, that in Australia too, though? I thought, isn't it like, the way- no,
0: no, they, they're, they're so chill about everything. Um, you know, there's always no worries. Oh, you can do it tomorrow. Um, really? Yeah. All the uh, Australia
1: people I talk to are like very similar where they're just very relaxed, very chill.
0: So wait, so yeah. how,
3: do you, what do you think productivity for them is lower or the same? Mm.
0: No, I don't think it's lower actually. I honestly, I think that I think in Australia, they're pretty efficient. Um, I think they do a decent job at stuff. I know
3: they have a lot of vacation. Let me tell you. Because whenever I travel anywhere, anywhere I went Canada, Europe, I'm like, you're on your one-month vacation. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you've been here for four weeks? I'm like, what? How do you take a whole month off? In the United States, you can even take two weeks off straight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met, I met an Australian couple in Colombia once, and their company, they work for a mining company because mm-hmm. um, that's their biggest industry there. Yeah. Um, uh, they worked for a mining company, and they were allowed to take a year sabbatical and then return to their job.
1: Wait, how long did they how long did they have to work before they took a year's sabbatical?
0: I didn't ask. Oh. But they were young, so I'm assuming that they didn't work there that long. Well,
3: in the United States we have that too. Um when in my last company that I worked for, I you know, if I took a break, they'll ask, Hey, you sure if I I decided to quit versus take a sabbatical, hey, you sure you want to take a sabbatical? But I think I was only qualified for that because I've worked there for more than four years.
1: Yeah, usually it's like a little while. Like you just have to work there for Four or four five years, years. Yes. Yep. and then they'll give you like three months off or something and then you come yeah. back
3: for me was, yeah so they, they offer you i think every company is looks
1: yeah, a little different yeah
3: like I, to be honest though i i actually want to go to australia i heard just that, like you said the, the people there are just different i heard the regions actually it matters a lot where you go the people changes a little bit drastically that's what i heard but i just want to experience itself like you know just the city itself just because you were there for like 11 months i'm sure you probably like were merged with that a little bit
1: yeah, I, mean, I, I regret not being able to go visit you during that time.
3: I know me and, me
1: and Robert planned that. I'm yeah. like, damn.
0: Well, Australia is really easy to travel in without having a guide. So like highly recommend you guys going. They're closed until the end of the year though. So you won't be able to go this year. Oh yeah,
3: we can't go this year. I we can't go anywhere this year. Yeah,
0: it's What's... it's really interesting there though. Because like um, they had really open immigration policies for a very long time. Yeah. So... Um, you will meet people from all over the world, um, and they're new immigrants, right? So it's kind of like, it's like the U.S., but they're just starting off on this experiment of, you know, opening borders, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone's new to Australia, and I think that's really interesting, and it's really nice to see, like, all the optimism and positivity the experiment um, like you say
3: it's, it's like a new experiment that they try to do yeah
0: yeah yeah it's so cool um and in brisbane itself like every time there was an uh like a national day for another country they would project the flag onto the bridge that's pretty cool and,
3: that's cool yeah
0: yeah and they'd have like celebrations for different cultures it, it was just really Man, interesting India has a lot
3: of holidays let me tell you do they project every single Indian holiday?
1: Yes. I don't know. Asia has, Asia does, their holidays are the day, that day and the day after. They always have like a rest period, rest day after no, their it, holidays. It is, it is.
3: It's a resting period, so it
1: is. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, oh yeah, this is a hangover day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like
3: Chinese New Year's is two weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's two weeks. Why do you need Chinese New Year's to be two weeks? America doesn't even get a week for that.
1: Like, you have a two-week hangover off of that <laughs> one day.
3: It's a real party. I
0: yeah. want to go. Yeah.
3: So, uh, so, what is the takeaway? Do you learn from Australia? If you can name one thing, I'm just wondering.
0: Mm. Is there I anything you missed about a really... miss yeah. about Australia? I missed that. I Felt really, really safe. And very calm, mm. and that people seem n- normal.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, what's normal? Wait, <laughs> normal? <'Cause, laughs> normal compared to like Columbia what? and Chicago and Georgia, where you're at now.
3: What do you mean normal? Like you're what normal specific. versus like yeah. what is
1: normal?
0: They just seem so practical, right? Like you didn't hear all this crazy stuff about like masks and like. You <laughs> I mean you mean they're ha- you mean you're talking about like
3: normal people having common sense? They actually respect. So, okay, now sense. let me let me let me ask you. Is community there a little bit much closer than it is in America? Is a sense of community?
0: I don't think so.
3: You don't think mm. so, really? No, I. Because in Colombia, it's, it's I I personally think that's closer. Yeah, for sure. Like the community yeah. is the thing for them. Like, you do it behalf of the community. It's not by the individual. I think that's a little bit different. But so you're saying in Australia, it's not like that at all?
0: Well, actually, I have to disagree with you on Colombia. I'm not Colombian, so Colombians can disagree with me, my opinion. <laughs> like, I of
3: okay.
2: But
0: like, I think Colombians value family more than anything else.
3: That's true. I think Hispanic right? that's value family. I agree. That's first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that in Latin America, people really, um, like work really hard and, uh, struggle for it, for their family. Right. Yes. It's all yeah. about the family who I don't care about the community. I care about my family. Right.
3: I think, I think it's family first. I think then comes to community though, because I think once you take care of your family, it, it, the next step for them is actually to be about the community and I've seen that at yeah. the many times. Yeah. And I think,
1: yeah. I think like, uh, like caring about your family, like also like emanates into the community as well. Like it's, it's just, a. yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with that.
3: And should you say that you you don't see that in Australia or you haven't seen it?
0: I didn't see that. And that's probably because I was in like a transient
3: Uh, group. Right. Yeah. So you're one of the locals, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. But I think, I think that they're, I think they're trying to make everyone feel inclusive. Right. And I like that. I think they're trying to build a community with a lot of new uh, new immigrants, right? Yeah. I think they're trying to build that because uh, they do have festivals and fairs and, and lots of activities and events for the community. And they do have a lot of nice public spaces that they take care of.
3: Yeah, so, so that inclusiveness probably, I, I, I think that kind of makes them a little bit feel- feel more safe to be open about it i think and that kind of helps them interact and then knowing that that builds awareness for every every other population out there probably yeah 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 so and i, I mean obviously the united states is a little bit more closing up right now a little bit more closed up but i do see that united states uh, they do some people i mean depends i guess on the family and i think what the area i feel like some part of the united states does value family i actually see that as well uh, yeah
1: i think that's cultural i don't think that's a uh... I don't think it's regional. I don't think that's uh even like Oh, you think in... because
3: uh, how diverse we are, we bring that Yeah,
1: I think cuz you're Chinese, like yeah. your culture like has that embedded in it. So yeah. then you see that. I don't see that uh, as like a like a normal thing in American society.
3: No. Uh, well, in the Midwest, I think so. In the Midwest, especially like when it comes mm. to family, I think that
1: I guess, maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't see it, like, I haven't seen it in Florida. I haven't seen it here in San Francisco. I don't, like, I, and those are just completely opposite, like, places. I just That's don't see true. it as, like, a, a thing for American culture. So you um,
3: see more individual values more than anything else?
1: I think it's, I I feel like it's more based on your background. So it's, it's very cultural, depending on where you come from. Um, there's some people that do value family a lot. Yeah. Um, in the South, there's, like, uh, the people there like they value their family sometimes like like depending on who you are yeah. um but <laughs> but uh, yeah i feel like if you go anywhere else like a lot of the times it's just like a lot of everyone's looking out for themselves even us as like second gen americans yeah. coming here uh i don't I, I don't feel as connected to the family as my family is right so it's it's still like you, we just like grow op- apart
3: I think, I think that's the part of my high school experience, maybe college. But then after that, I feel like I've gotten more connected to my family after college, I per, I, at least for me, that's my personal experience. No,
1: I agree with that. Like after, like in Jacksonville, when I, when I was like hating Jacksonville, I would go back to Orlando all the time and family was always there. Right. So it's, yeah. it's definitely a, th- a thing, but like, even, even so, like I've always been more of that mindset of, I have to make things out for myself. First. So wait, Karen, you you grew up in Jacksonville, right?
0: Yeah, I did. I grew up there.
3: So so now how's that uh, how was that experience in terms of like was it family for you, like that you guys value more, or is it more like uh cool, you can do your own thing, Never deal.
0: <laughs> oh it was all you can do your own thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I told you it's cultural, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well there's the reason I was asking yeah. that Oh, no, always, I was asking this because I think, you know, going back to the original question, right? I think environment shapes people. Right. But, yeah. but I feel like talking to you, I feel like after you going through your cultural experiences, going through, you know, the life experience that you've gone through, I feel like for you, that mindset has changed a little bit. Right. Basically what or versus what yeah. you've grown up. Yeah. So like, do, do you feel like today do you value family a little bit more than you used to? I'm guessing.
0: Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, and, then what, and one of the things is that I, um, you know, how, and obviously, obviously there's a bunch of studies done about this, like how uh, an environment can help people change their mindset, the way they think, the way they, they're raised, on, the way they educate themselves, or even that, you know, having that habit to create that self-awareness. So like for you, you know, you probably somehow growing up, it made you the person who you are today where when you got to Chicago, your life was too good. And you thought, you know what, screw that. I'm going to go to a rough place, you know, (laughs) something, something triggered you to have that kind of mindset because you truly found that you were not really happy. Right. And Uh, so I think that that's very rare to be honest to have the self-realization. So, and that happened to you when you were 25?
0: Yeah. But doesn't everyone go through a quarter life crisis?
3: Let's see. I quit my job when I was 28, so it was past quarter life.
1: <laughs> quarter life crisis. No, no, tw-
3: it 29. Yeah, 29. But, but I. No, still I feel- think
1: that's. I think that's something in like our generation, or like, <laughs> like in between our generation and this next generation, where yeah. we like there's this quarter life crisis. I think yeah. like boomers all had a midlife crisis, right? Like, yeah. which
3: is because boomers, I feel like they all work for, for just to survive mm-hmm. and to provide for the family. And I think our generation is like, we're reaping out the benefits. So therefore we have more spare time or about, you know, grow, grow, grow to a certain degree. And then, uh, and then the next generation, they have, they're going to add, have even more spare time. So therefore they're traveling, traveling, traveling.
1: Yeah. You know? So, so we have like a quarter life crisis. They're going to have like an eighth life crisis <laughs> and it's just going to go from there.
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that my thing is a quarter life crisis. I feel like every single year, I think after. After I turned thirty, I told myself, you know what, I'm gonna challenge myself every year a different thing, and I think uh-huh. I've done, and I think I've done that. And I, just because, I wanted it to see, you know, for me it was like, okay, I need to have a set of goals, and in order to have a set, of, in, in order for me to try to accomplish a set of goals, I need to have a challenge, just like you, right? For your for your perspective, is like, you wanted a mental challenge, you wanted, but you didn't know what to look for, so for yeah. you, did you knew that you want to do that master's program in the first place? You know, like did you find out about it when you were in Colombia?
0: You know what though? I've always been the person where I've I've never really planned anything out for a long time. <laughs> they tell you in school, Oh, you always have to have a plan. You always have to you know, have goals, your ten year plan, five yeah. year plan, all your goals, blah 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 blah. But you know what? I've never had a 10-year plan or a five-year plan and my life has turned out just fine so far so uh, like I think yeah. you need to have everything lined up and I think like just being open minded and taking in the opportunities as they come. I think that's a really good way to figure out what makes you happy.
3: I completely 100% agree. So. You know how we, I mean, at least for me, I mean, Robert, probably you could do this as well. Like, you know how we plan, oh, everybody, hey, after, co- after high school, you got to go to college and after college, you got to find a job, right? It's like pre-planned stuff, right? In a sense, I feel like now that because we we have more spare time, we have, think about it like this, this type of routine fits everybody.
1: And no, you I think, think yeah, so I think I think that's also generational, right? So like yep. our, like boomers were like, "Oh, we didn't go to college, so like our next generation, they need to go to college to like do something." And then now we we all went to college and we are like doing stuff, but then the next generation coming up was like, "We don't like what did they learn? Like they learning from what we did, like we went to college. What did we learn in college that we Nothing. couldn't do now, Nothing. which very little. Right. <laughs> so then now their kids are doing whatever the hell they want. But yeah. then they're also being OK. But before before our generation, people didn't have college and they were also doing all right. Right. So it's yeah. well, I feel people like va- they're, people you know.
3: value education more back then because it was more scarce. Right. Now that now that we realize education now is everywhere. And we realized, though, hey, education might not be the best route for you. But just just in case you don't know what the hell you want to do in your life, you should go take the education route so at least you can figure yourself out. Right. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of that. But I think, Carrie, you point out you brought up a very good point in terms of having that awareness and be open to it. Because for me, I'm the type of person who plans everything. And for the first time, (laughs) when I turn, I think after 20, 25, 26, I was like, crap, I don't have a five year plan. I don't have a 10 year plan anymore. I literally don't. I'm like, I don't know what to do next. So that's my quote unquote quarter-life crisis, but I re- then I realized I'm okay with that. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm i okay with that, but as long as, I told myself, you know what, as long as there's something that I can stay challenged with. And for me, part of that was, I realized that moving to LA because I was, for me, Orlando was very status quo to a certain degree, but also it could be a mental thing, right? When you, you mentioned earlier that when you go to a new environment, you have this hype and you, willing to do things more you're willing to actually go above and beyond to get out of your comfort zone yeah yeah so uh and and i i, I kind of love that about it and the the beauty about it that also is kind of like it's you know the reason why i was asking you earlier in terms of like hey how did australia motivate you to do that you know because you just changed environment again you know after two and a half years now yeah. the, now then now when you went back to australia you went back to colombia then you went back to the states did you when you back to when you went back to Chicago? Did you feel
0: rejuvenated? <laughs> I like <how> you <laughs> 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 to be honest, I was like, "What am I doing here?"
1: <laughs> oh, really? 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 I'm surprised. Wow. Okay, <laughs> well,
0: I was, So, like, if it was, was
1: like... so if it was like up to you, and yeah. like, if you're if you're thinking like, "Oh, I'm back in Chicago. What am I doing here?" What would you have thought would be a better alternative?
3: Yeah, I'm just curious. What would yeah?
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: okay.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
3: I mean it's fine. And it's fine, but I mean, so you end up in Chicago and you got the job. And but ultimately though, I feel like I do you want to stay there for long term? Just wondering.
0: Um, for me, no.
3: No.
2: Um,
0: yeah. I love Chicago. It's a great place. I I do get a sense of community there. Um, I think people are very proud of the city. Yep. Um, and love it. Um but I in the long term I wanna be closer to my family.
3: Yeah. So therefore you go back to the value of family for you, yes. So which makes sense though. So
1: yeah. Is that has that always been a goal is to come back to family or is that yeah. just like after travels and stuff?
3: So that changed, I think. Your mindset changed. Yeah. yeah. So Karen, yeah. you start you're starting the adult in a sense, right? <laughs> I am, right? Yeah,
0: because I think like, oh, if I have kids, like, I don't want, want my parents to see them all the time. I don't want them to have to like come travel to see me. You know. That's true. And
3: if you go to bat, if you live close to the family, it's free, free babysitting.
0: Yeah, free
1: babysitting. Right? That's, <laughs> that's that's the whole goal. That's what it that's is. The whole
0: goal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I'm a, I have I have friends uh, who just had the kid, and they're parent-in-law moved in, in the back side of the house. They just purposely bought this two uh, duplex, like, I guess property, like separated. It. It's like, they live above the garage, which just has a whole apartment unit. But it's right behind the house though. So literally they just have to pay in-laws living there full time, which is great. That's so-
2: of- Everyone I- like
1: this, I've, I've known a lot of people here in San Francisco who like, they'll, they'll have a kid and then their parents will come from like China and live for six months and then their parents would go away and then their in-laws would come for 6 months. Smart. So yeah. then they would have like a year of like child care. <laughs> but then they're also like living with their yeah. their like parents or their in-laws during that time.
0: Yeah. My brother and sister-in-law do that. Really? Yeah.
3: Um, so wait, wait, what, what so where are they right now? Are they in Georgia?
0: My brother and sister in law, no, they're in San Diego. But my sister in my sister in law is from China, and yeah. her parents like come for six months and like help watch out my niece and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my my mom's so funny. Like, she'll hear my brother say like, "Oh, we haven't been getting any time to ourselves." And my mom's like, "Oh, I'm right over there. I'll fly right over."
1: <laughs> is she competitive <laughs> well, but- with like the the in laws?
0: no i think she just really loves <laughs> loves her granddaughter
1: oh okay oh uh, nice
0: yeah <laughs> what about you guys are you are you guys planning on staying in um l.a and san Fran forever
1: right, Robert, you guys oh, are me? First. Uh, so for <laughs> me i love san francisco like i if it was up to me and if the city was cheaper i would live here for a long time like i don't see myself leaving um but my company just went like remote first so it's more profitable for me to leave to go somewhere cheaper so i was thinking of mo- maybe moving somewhere like austin or i don't know somewhere with no state tax um just to like take advantage of Reno? of just take advantage of like being able to have uh basically a san francisco salary without the the
3: but you still want the you still want a city life though which is But I awesome. still want
1: I want city life and I also want it to be like a tech city. Like I want to be yeah. involved with I want I want to be able to go out and meet people and and feel the ingenuity, right?
3: Uh, yeah, Austin is definitely one of those cities for sure. I mean, LA's kind of like that but you have you have to be at the right spot for that, though. but I think Austin's definitely for sure for sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and like the 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 like like the relocation things like L- la is not a not a spot for me um,
3: so yeah. so for me um i'm ready to to certain degree kind of move on uh i i enjoy la i love everybody la uh, it's just that during this quarantine time it's kind of hard to do things that i want to do in la with people and so, yeah. so it like, doesn't make sense for me to stay here i don't know how long this quantity is going to last uh not only that though i i do have at niche to go to Austin as well, and the reason why I want to do Austin is because if I keep my current job and as a consultant, I can do I'm in the uh, what's called Central Times, therefore I can do East Coast and West Coast hours, and that's a beautiful wow. thing. That's a beauty about that, and so um, and not only that, I think that city is, is a definitely a professional city, which is kind of similar to LA as well, where you have your little tech hub, which you have your little financial hub as well, and if you think about it the, uh, the only thing that it doesn't have is the beach um which yeah and I, which i do kind of love here literally i love at 6 p.m i clock out i go outside go for a run at the beach and it's just something that i'm gonna miss so i miss seeing
1: water right like i like i don't have to be at the beach but i want to be able to go to water
3: you have a bay right there you can walk
2: Right. No, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's,
1: that's what I would miss. Like, that's like, I need to be close to water somehow in Jacksonville. You're right there by the beach. So you can go to water, um, Mm -hmm. over here. Like I like, I can see the bay from my, from my window. Right. So it's like, I need some sort of water. It's like a relaxing,
3: well, they have a nice river there. So yeah,
1: I mean, I would have to live along the river somewhere yeah. so I could see and it. so
3: the thing is that though no, I have a roommate and right now I feel like with the rent I'm paying right now in Santa Monica I could definitely be paying the same exact thing by myself whether in Austin so.
1: I could buy a place in Austin for what I'm
3: paying <laughs> You want your rent? Yes, you can for your rent <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah Like yeah, really
0: nice place there
3: Yeah, so wait, actually you bought a place in Chicago
0: now I did
3: so, uh, Did you finish renovating?
0: No, I haven't yet. Um,
1: what do you have left?
0: I have the bathroom. I have the floors. I have to turn the closet into an office. I have a lot of things to do. Wait, actually. wait. Turn
1: the closet into office. Whoa, wait, how big? hang on. Most uh, most people turn their office into the closet. Yeah, seriously. As women. <laughs> like I don't know Like, uh, like most of people I, Most of the girls I know Are like I need more closet space So they yeah. would like Turn the office Into a closet You're doing the opposite
3: Yeah what are you, you going to all your hats?
0: Oh my god, Hats? All your hats You
1: know You have an office full um, of hats Right now?
0: Yeah I don't know where those <laughs> hats are going to go. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um No, so the the closet's going to turn into an office because Carlos needs a place to work.
1: Ah, okay. Wait, so so where do you work?
0: Where do I work? Yeah, when you work from home. I I work from a table.
1: Like the kitchen table? (laughs) The kitchen, or the living room table, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um... I could use the office too
3: okay so um, yeah so so overall right now so Carl hasn't seen the place yet you've just been painting i know you've been doing some posting some images of your new counter it looks great by the way so thank you you know great job said, what is that epoxy what you use
0: yeah it was epoxy right. yeah so, that was stressful
1: man karen what you need to do is you need to make like a secret uh, secret door or something. That's what you should be building. Do
3: it before Carlos comes
1: back. Before Carlos comes back and don't (laughs) show him and then like you have like a secret way, secret place to go to, and then like he doesn't know. Yeah. He's like where did Karen go? I don't know where Karen went.
3: (laughs) 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 It's just went into the wall, you (laughs) know? It's like your Harry Potter
1: room, but it's like your own sanctuary. That's what it is.
0: I'm so relaxed. <laughs> so relaxing <laughs> in your
1: little Harry Potter closet. That's what it is.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> really tiny. Well, I, mean, I mean, so I'm. Listen, congrats on that though. For like, I mean, it's. I'm sure it's. It was. It's hard to find a spot in the first place, in Chicago, and say to save money in the first. You know, in the second. Yeah. It's just. It's just. You know, finding a, find a place not easy. I mean, it, being a landlord is not easy at all. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm convinced everyone needs to own their own house.
3: I 100% agree I think yeah. I think that's um I think property whether you buy, it, I mean at the end of the day you just, I feel like it's an experience that you should go through to have a sense of ownership and just have to have a sense of like hey I had this I've worked for this right mm-hmm. I feel like that's people will value things a little bit more when you own it than you rent
1: renting it
3: yeah yeah Oh, I, I completely 100% agree so Robert you need to get out of San Francisco because that three grand rent let me tell you you can pay what that What the twice. hell are
1: you like why are you putting my business out there first off <laughs> secondly why are you like pushing me I own I own all kinds of stuff I own this this laptop I own <laughs> like uh yeah I don't know very, I don't really own very much else <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not even your, you don't own your pots or pans or furniture who cares? Like that's not like I don't care. Like I, I take sense. care of that stuff. Like I like I take care of that stuff better than like it, like just as if it was my own, right? Like I told you, <laughs> I clean the I clean the stove every time I cook. Every single time I cook, I clean the stove. No, I know, I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's
3: just, it's just I, no, I feel like overall, the, I, I think I feel like you know having that sense of ownership matters because it makes you proud. I feel like that plays a little bit more into a role, though, and because it's it's, it's it's yours forever. You know what I mean? Like. Until
1: because,
3: you sell it,
0: until you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yeah, until, you,
3: until you sell it. That's true. But again, the, the day though, you want to sell the highest value, so therefore you want to keep it as, as perfect as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. well, wait,
0: okay, wait. I, I have a question though, Rob. How come if you went hundred percent remote, why did you resign your? Why did you sign a lease?
1: Uh, for me, it's like I. I always uh, like to plan when I'm moving or like doing something big. So even like I signed a six month lease here, I'm gonna probably re-sign for another six months. Like it's not you, like you that's, sure? that's that's like I'm pro like I'm probably not gonna move in the next six months, right? It's gonna probably be a year from now that I move. So why so, not
3: do a year though? I
1: Just wondering. Uh, he like the owner wanted to do a six month lease, right? Really? Yeah. So he wanted to re like reevaluate at the end of six months, which. So like now it's probably gonna be a lower like rent
3: for you especially yeah for me
1: yeah it's probably better for me in six months but like uh, really I just wanted to I I I wanted the option to like move right. if I needed to but it was more it was Can more you like
3: negotiate better now because in six and because yeah it, well in six good. months
1: I'm definitely gonna be able to negotiate better like well, I see you I
3: time, s- ask for a year but lower get a lower rate
1: no well yeah I could but I just wouldn't want to because i like in the end like i feel like monetarily it's better to move somewhere else right so like <laughs> i have to i have to i'm like i'll be saving like so the 20 issue? 30 000 I get, I get, a year is issue just issue? to like leave right so it's it's more like uh yeah i just i i, I want to be planning this stuff I, I never do anything like that that's very like quick um so in the end i'm, I'm gonna resign just because or like i'm gonna sign something because i want to have security now yeah. Where I'm planning for the future.
3: Yeah. So, Karen, this is the first time I've seen Robert planning. Just sure you know. Um, I don't know if so- you, like, <laughs> that's that's not true. Like, pl- <laughs> like it
1: took me four years to move to San Francisco, and I I was like planning to move to San Francisco for four years. Yeah, I so, but,
3: but you didn't jump though. You didn't jump on it though. Like you didn't jump um, on. Like you know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't like you were talking about it.
1: I mean, I was looking for for four years. I just wasn't like. I wasn't over the top like going gung ho on it, but I was looking for four years, right? But then when
3: you did the leap of when you did when you did that, that was a night and day for you. So
1: it was more, yeah. But like, I also like went went into like if I had found a job within that four years, I would have done the same thing. You think so? Yeah, for sure, because I was done with Jacksonville after a year. Like I was done. (laughs)
3: I was never there to justify that. So
1: I yeah, you I, weren't there enough. You're not even <laughs> in LA enough to say that you're like no, done I'm with LA. LA.
3: I feel like I've I've been in LA more often than I've been in Jacksonville. Like I'll say probably like out of the two no, months. but you've
1: been everywhere more than Jacksonville. <laughs> like during during yeah. like a year, you were probably in Jacksonville maybe a month or two in total. No, to-
3: total of three months actually. I actually did this math exactly. But- so like
1: like it really Jacksonville. You weren't even there. Like, well, in
3: LA though, like out of the year, the last two and a half years I've been to, I've been here for at least a year and a half. Like, especially with the quarantine now, like I'm even more here now. Like, I don't travel.
1: Most then, of the quarantine, you were in in Florida. We're
3: still in quarantine.
1: <laughs> like you, like, I'm gonna say like, what was it? Three months out of four months, you're in you're in Florida. Well,
3: I, I left it. I told you, I left in March. I left in March. Of you left
1: in March, and yeah. we were in quarantine in, in April, I and then in, you came back in June. In June. June yeah. It's barely July, so like it's. So, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like,
3: so I've been half of my month in Florida and a half in. I've been, that's more than. That's general. what I'm saying.
1: You spend more time quarantined in Florida than here. That's but, all.
3: By, by, by the end of this year, I'll probably be more quarantine in LA than, you know, than Florida.
1: Yeah, because you're not allowed to go back. They're not uh, let, I, can, they're gonna, I can go back to Taiwan. What they're not going to let you.
0: Are you allowed to leave LA? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you can fly anywhere, it's not like yeah. super restrictive.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. So wait, how long are you
3: going to plan to stay there for in Georgia? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indefinitely.
3: Indefinitely. So you spot
0: bought a place, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You have a place
1: in, in, in Chicago. You don't want to go back.
0: Yeah. It was fine for the first month. But then after that, it got a little
1: boring.
3: Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, Yesenia left you. I know that. She went to Hawaii.
1: Yesenia well, yeah, went to Hawaii?
0: went to Hawaii for a month, so in Hawaii they make you do like a two-week quarantine Yeah. and then afterward you can go outside and they're real serious about it there too, like mm-hmm. they'll have like the police call you and ask you if you're there, like yeah. if you're at yeah.
1: where, where maybe you're I at should go to Hawaii there.
0: yeah so I
1: don't this-
3: think it's just cheaper, Rob <laughs> <laughs> well, who cares? well actually round trip is $450 I just looked this up N-
1: but like it's good. Everything's cheaper than San Francisco.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Actually, my friend is flying to South Korea, and they're um they're allowing people flying in India, but they they're gonna tell they're gonna tell you, hey, you have to pay two weeks of hotel. But they, they force food. you to
1: quarantine. Yeah.
3: yeah. So they put you in a hotel. It's eighty dollars a night with food, Wi-Fi included, and they quarantine you for fourteen days. They do the test for you every single day. It's, yeah. it's all eighty dollars, all included, and which is nice. I would I would love that. I'll work there and then I take a week off. Whatever.
0: I could do it. I would yeah. do it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm desperate to go to Colombia. Like, I would do whatever they tell me to do.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I think Colombia they won't let you leave Colombia unless you do a humanitarian flight. I believe so. My my yeah. French
0: humanitarian flights.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, what? What is it? Humanitarian. <laughs> what does yeah. that mean?
0: Um, I don't know. I guess it's like the government will like save you.
1: Yeah. Oh.
3: So my friend did that and she got out of Colombia and she went to Miami and because she had to go to Munich to work. And so she, she couldn't get out of Colombia for the past like three and a half months, four months. So, did
0: they pay for her or did she have to pay for it?
3: I don't know the details. I, I just know that she took a return flight and she got like she had to she had to ask for it, things like that. And it took a little bit longer than expected. So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. so she got she was in, I believe, Northside Medellin. And so she had to fly that out. So. Oh,
0: OK. That's nice. That's good that
1: the U.S. does that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she had to go to Munich, though, for to work. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. All
1: right, yeah, so we're so we're going to wrap up. I feel like yep. we've gone through this, uh, the travel yeah. section. Um, yeah. So our last section is going to be our, our venting session. Free range venting, so free range venting session. So um, who wants to go first?
3: How about this? So Karen has two. I'll let her go last. Uh, because
1: or yeah. maybe she goes first and last. Okay, there we go. If she has two, you have two
3: Ken. Yeah, two. Can yeah? Do you want to do that?
1: Or is there, are they yeah, connected?
0: Okay. They're not connected. Okay. At yeah.
1: All. Go. It's like go first. Go first. Yeah. Man. Go go first, and then we'll we'll go, and then you'll go at the <laughs> end too.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. My first one is I'm really annoyed with people on social media like being so extreme and...
1: Extreme about what? Yeah,
0: I don't know. They're just extreme about everything. (laughs) Like... It's like you go on social media and it's like the world is ending. And then you go out in normal life and it's fine. And I just wish people could be normal on social media. (laughs) And nice.
1: (laughs) I feel like you get the extremist in... On social media, just because you you can say whatever you want and like everything is just skewed in whatever your Wait, idea Okay, Did is. you
3: guys see my little post I put about Mike Tyson? What they said?
1: No. What did he say?
3: Uh, hang on. It's pretty much as as like a quote. Hang on, let me pull that up in a second. It's it's pretty funny because it's kind of true because I feel like literally what you just said. Like, hang on. This is what Mike Tyson said. It's like social media make you all too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
1: like, that, 100% true. that is so true. You
3: know,
0: right.
1: that is so true.
0: Yeah, you that stuff in person, right? Like yeah. people who say all these crazy things would never, ever say that in person to someone. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Most of the stuff I post, I would have said in person, but only to my like close friends and family. <laughs> you,
0: just, you just do your cooking shows, which are amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't cook in front of complete strangers either. Because really?
3: you wouldn't cook in front of. Let's say that you wouldn't. Like say, say, say were in like
1: we we started a cooking show downstairs outside yeah. on the street. I don't think I would do it. No. <laughs>
3: How about in your common area downstairs where people walk around? Well, common...
1: Yeah, I would because those are mostly friends and, um, like, people... People in the building... I I don't know. I I feel like my neighbors wait, rough, feel I very... Your, I feel is very close to... Uh,
3: public or private? I'm just
1: wondering. It's public.
3: So, people who, who jump in... Have There's you... a
1: couple of people who jumped in who I have no idea who they are. Okay,
3: I was going to ask you. how you got gotten in strangers? I have. Okay.
1: There's this one girl... Um. Something Choi. Uh, <laughs> something, I, yeah, I don't know. This maybe one Asian she, girl, she, she's a, a, when I look at her, when I look at her profile, she's like a food blogger. Yeah. And then she's jumped onto my stream and like talked me through some of the stuff that we've done too. Like it's crazy. Sure, she, 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 but she
3: she, DM, she so like, she like got on,
1: she got onto my IG live and then just like talked me through everything the same way like Karen would jump on. Like it, I was like, all right, that's, she got invested go. real quick. I was, I was surprised. Did
3: hey, you just you know, leave a message and at the end of the vlog? Hey, you guys want to contact me? Here's my number. Like a hint. Oh, everybody. no, um, <laughs> oh,
1: oh that God. seems, that seems too much.
3: <laughs> fine, fine. Just, If you want to contact me, just slide me to my DM. Let's see. If she messaged you. you know,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give him your DM and then you can, you can relay the messages.
3: I mean, I mean this is your cooking <laughs> show. If you, if you want to get a girl to talk to you, you never know. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: all right. So, all
3: right, so, Karen, that's, that's, that was your event. Okay. So, it's, yeah. it's the social media extremeness. I I, I I could definitely understand that. Go ahead, Rob. What's yours?
1: So, mine was, it's it's not, uh, it's very uh, first world problem-ish. Um, so, I ordered something today on Postmates. I ordered breakfast because I was, over uh, me and uh, me and my neighbor were pretty hungry. We're going to eat breakfast together. So, I ordered like some breakfast sandwiches and then 10 minutes later they cancel. Like they
3: they cancel. What? They cancel. Post- Can they- was it postponing or the yeah. restaurant? Sorry.
1: The rest I don't even know. I think it was the restaurant that canceled. But it was it was more like so they 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 were like, "Okay, we put your your order in. Your order is getting getting processed or getting done." And then 10 minutes later they're like Okay, we're not like we had to cancel your order, <gasps> and I'm like I'm starving. First of all, I'm starving, right? I'm ordering food, <laughs> and then you're gonna go and like, wouldn't you know immediately that you can't fulfill the order, if you're, yeah. and why is your restaurant on there if you can't fulfill the order? So, <laughs> so that that's the whole thing. Like, why are you do what? Like, I ordered food and. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, sorry, we can't fill this order. Like, what am I supposed to do at that point? I just have to order something else. Like, if and then if that happens multiple restaurants in a row, what are you going to do? Like, you're never going to eat? I'll be, I'll
3: be hangry so much. No, I
1: was, I was so hangry. We had to order McDonald's because they were so like, we were so sure McDonald's would would give us food. (laughs) (laughs) Yours are sure. Yeah, that's that's a sure thing. But it was it was just so aggravating to yeah. like order food and like um like a little bit of time goes by before they come back and tell you they can't fulfill it.
0: Yeah. How I'd awesome. rather it
1: be like right then they'd be like, I oh, sorry, like we're too busy or like something. I don't even know. Like why would you be on there if you can't do it? Oh, that's so mad. Yeah, but,
0: like, that's so rude. Why would they even, like, even saying, sorry, we're too busy is rude.
1: Right? <laughs> right? Like, if you came into the restaurant and you ordered food, they would never say, sorry, we're too busy.
3: They right? You sit down, sorry, we're too busy. Yeah, they, they
1: sit you down right? at, the, at the chair, and you're like, oh, sorry, you got to leave. We we don't have food for you.
0: <laughs> you ordered your food. <laughs>
1: we, yeah, and I ordered. That's it.
0: Hey, this he comes is- up And he's like, Sorry, like we gotta cancel your order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
3: this, is, this is the Mike Tyson quote: "They can't get punched in the face for this." See? <laughs> oh, maybe right? that's maybe that's part of the
1: problem. <laughs>
3: oh. All right. So my event is very similar. the first world problem. Okay. I actually, <laughs> I actually, yesterday I ordered Costco.
1: Uh,
3: I, I I always order organic eggs through Costco, and and you know usually th- there are. So Costco sells different type of eggs, right? So it's like, you know, cage free eggs. Then you have farm raised eggs. Then you have organic free range eggs. Then you got your organic farmers, like all this bullshit eggs. Right. Yeah. So, and I, I literally put organic free range eggs. Okay. I always get the same freaking eggs. It's always the brown eggs and whatever. So, and I don't, I, mean, I didn't put an alternative option. Right. And I know for a fact it did not run out because otherwise they'll tell you, Hey, you would like to pick something else if it runs out. Right. So, the um, it was an Instacart. That's what it was. Not Postmate for me. So for me, it was Instacart. They ended up picking the eggs. Once they got here, they dropped it off. They dropped it on my in front of my door because I wasn't here to receive it. And they gave me the free range egg, the regular white free range egg. I'm like, what the f? I'm like, how hard is it for you to pick the right eggs? All first
1: right? world. Like our our problems are so first world. hang well, on, well, hang on. It's hang crazy. On. <laughs>
3: but, this, but this is not what annoys me though.
1: I, oh, that I wasn't kinda, it. No, it wasn't
3: it. But so for me, and I realized it—it it, it is not really her problem, but it is her problem. But at the same time, though, if you so I sent you guys a list of how many eggs, chicken eggs, you can buy out there, and it's so confusing. Like I can see why a traditional non-speaking English, um, a native person can you know pick the wrong product, right? So you literally can have from like organic farm fridge a egg, free-range egg by itself, organic you know, free-range eggs. You can have your typical commercial eggs. Then you have your, uh, pasture-raised eggs. Then you have your vegetarian-raised eggs. Then you have yeah, your yeah, yeah. brown It's eggs. too, your so many, so eggs. many options. And it's like, why, why can't it be simple? Either you have yeah. your organic, range-free eggs, or you just
1: have your regular eggs. So I, I, uh, are, are like, uh, the person who's helping us design our website, Karina, she, like when i was in when when i was i don't know when she brought this up but she was just like she told me one day she's like all of these names are the very same thing they're all the same it's all
3: marketing it's a marketing they're thing.
1: all marketing none of it is different yep but they're all they're all the same so like yeah. we need to have her on and then she can go through like yeah. how it, it, similar all of this stuff is
3: It is. And this is why I only order organic free range eggs. Because I know that if I get that version of that eggs it's it's the same exact thing for everything else. Right? So for me, having that organic free range egg matters, but she didn't pick the organic eggs. I'm like, come on. You have one job to pick the organic eggs correctly. And it's brown. Okay. The other one's white. How can you tell not the difference for that piece?
1: Maybe she didn't open it.
3: No, it's clear. It's a clear. It's a clear.
1: Thing. Oh, it's a clear. Oh, she has no, no, no excuses. excuses.
3: Because, oh, uh, because Costco does a pretty good job. All the containers are clear or open, open box.
1: I feel bad for you, Mike. So what are you gonna do with these, uh, with these Free-range non-free-range bags? organic eggs? Give it, give it to my roommate. Are they gluten-free also? <laughs> because that would hit every single thing that we just went through. Gluten-free <laughs> organic. And this is free range thoughts right now. Yeah.
3: I know. <laughs> I, I went. I, so I, today I went to host food. I just bought my eggs. I was like, you know what? Whatever. Anyway, that's my, that's my rant, I guess. I'm you to say, you know, so, okay, right, Karen, so what's your last one?
0: No, I'm done. I think I've heard enough. My life is good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we talk so much about first world problems. Karen doesn't even want to talk about her, her last, uh, her last her last venting
0: session
1: well listen we appreciate
3: you having you on as always um and one of the things is that uh you know usually against i think this you know hopefully you kind of have you know you enjoyed your time talking about this kind of your life experiences and listen uh, for me i i wish people will take the opportunity to actually kind of Takes get out of the comfort zone to be honest. Go
1: and it, travel, right? yeah. Go
3: travel a little bit. Uh, at least have that awareness of, hey, life is sometimes too good, you know, just get messy sometimes, right?
1: <laughs> life <laughs> is too easy. Go somewhere that's not that's, you know? that's
0: <laughs> the moral. Free <laughs> range, <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. So, um, to, wrap, to wrap it up, uh, I just want to quickly do a fact check on the last episode. Um, so we talked about in the last portion of it about the SBA loans about the forgiveness part of it so we're gonna post the links the URLs just to make sure that we're we provide providing the right context so for those who don't know that we, we tend to fact check ourselves for some things that we say wrong or you try to correct ourselves if we're missing some kind of information so this is from the last episode but other than that I mean um, Karen, thanks for being with us appreciate your time we appreciate you having you on hopefully you come back soon and um, <laughs> i right, stay safe tell your mom and dad we say hi
1: so. yeah
0: thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: Karen, do you want to like pimp anything or like call anything out that you want to before we before we go?
0: Mm, I'm not a very good pimp. But... <laughs> <laughs> if people want to donate to the Greater Chicago Food Depository, that's a excellent charity that's helping to feed people.
1: All right, we'll put that link in the description. Yeah. Um, we're hoping. Well,
3: actually, we have... the link the link is on the screen, so when people, people yeah. are watching us, the link is.
1: Yeah. So the screen. there, it's under it's under her name as well. Yeah, yeah. But we'll put the link in the description so you can just have something to click. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone is good, and then we're gonna uh want you all to follow and and like us on all of our social media, GFO Thoughts, yep. Um, on everything, Google. Uh, uh YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Um, yeah. So uh Give have a, a comment
3: and if you like that all we'd like to hear from you know our audience. And if anything you want to specifically to us to talk about, discuss, we'll definitely open to it. Again, this is such a typical Yeah, country. putting
1: in topics would be good. So yeah. we can have something we should take a that poll. we want, poll. We should definitely take polls of <laughs> this. Take some polls of what, we, what <laughs> we want to talk about next.
3: All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and we until next time. See you guys uh, later.
1: Yeah. Peace.
0: Bye.